0: and it's time for episode three of Realm and Ruin, a Warhammer podcast. I'm your host, Matt, and of course, joining me, as always, is my fellow chapter master, Cameron. How you doing, mate?
1: <laughs> oh, I'm doing pretty well, thank you. I didn't realize I was a chapter master now. Yeah,
0: that's what we both are on our Discord channel, which we'll plug later. <laughs> oh,
1: you changed the role. Yeah, Paradise. absolutely.
0: I thought, well, I thought we could you know mix it up a bit and mm. I thought well one of us could be yeah. the emperor one of us could be a chaos <laughs> god or you
2: know
0: oh you know I could have made you a Gretchen oh. if you really wanted um, <laughs> oh. mm. um <laughs> you can be whatever you want you've got you've got admin powers there mm. so um oh. yeah but at you the moment we're around with that then <laughs> yeah do it <laughs> so uh, at the moment we're both chapter masters so yeah, mm. so this is episode three it's uh time's flying isn't it we were saying this before the, the yeah. show started I can't believe we're already on well, theoretically, it's our fourth episode if you include include the uh, episode zero we did. So, um,
2: mm. yeah, mm.
0: going going strong. Uh, so, yeah, in this episode, uh, we're going to start with our usual hobby stuff: what we've been buying, painting, reading, or not buying, painting, or reading. or yeah. What we'd like to get in the future, yeah. all that sort of good stuff. <laughs> uh, then we're going to go into the recent news, which will probably take five minutes because you know GW yeah. haven't been doing much recently, have they? Oh, and then after the news, we are going to go into uh, arguably the main segment of the show, where we're going to talk about um, the Age of the Dark Imperium in Warhammer 40k. Just an overview, really, of what sort of what's led to the current situation. What's what's the key bits? Uh, And then at the end, our little debate topic will be another 40k one, which is where we're going to talk about the Thousand Sons and ask were they actually traitors? And then obviously, we'll wrap Mm -hmm. up the show. So, yeah. Uh, right, let's get stuck into the hobby stuff. Um us start with yourself, as always, Cameron. What have you been doing, mate?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, this this feels really weird, because I'm continuing to do stuff for something I was doing last time. <laughs> That's why <laughs> Big project. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, so, the, the last week, I've basically just been working on batch painting. So, I've been doing a unit of ten pox workers, walk, pox workers, pox walkers. <laughs> yeah,
0: they're the ones that come in suits. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> pox walkers. Um. Yeah, no, yeah, I've been, I've been batch painting them because there are ten of them and I was like, looking at them, as, like, they're, they're little and they're a little bit fiddly. They're still really nicely detailed, mm-hmm. but. I think I would go insane if I did them one at a time and spent like two to four hours on each one. Yeah, at that's my point. So I just, I've done all ten of them in a batch. Uh, it went a lot easier than I was expecting, which was really nice. Um, to be fair, the paint job I'm using is mostly just a white spray with a bunch of shades on it. But, yeah. Uh, it, it was still easier than I expected, which was really nice. <laughs> um, but there, there is an unintended side effect to batch painting, which is, Every time you look at them, you find something else you've missed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then you're trying to replicate it on the other ones. You think, oh, wait a minute, I've got to turn them around, check. It's, yeah, easily easily done.
1: Yeah, well, I was just, I I was like, okay, they're like 95% done. You know, I've just got to do a few pouches and some of the belts on some of them. You know, put like a brown leather or something on that. And then I just looked at one, I'm like... I've painted all his clothes as skin. and I didn't realise that somehow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing, isn't it? With some, how intricate some of these miniatures are these days. It's so easy mm. to confuse parts of it. Where you're thinking you're painting it, you're thinking, hang on, no, that, that no, that's not the part I was thinking yeah. it was. Oh, uh. but then yeah, I suppose yeah. at least the good thing is if you're not, if you, as long as you've not gone crazy with some of the paints, it's easy to to try and you know fix it, isn't it? Ultimately, oh yeah, you know, uh,
1: like I'm, I'm not doing anything fancy with them. Just that. Like at what I would call tabletop quality. So yeah. They're not super detailed or anything. It's just like color with a wash for most of it. <laughs> but then, uh, that, but
0: then that's the perfect thing for those, isn't it? With the the Nurgle yeah. miniatures, they're so easy just to mm. throw a. You know, and again, I'm not dismissing what you've done because it's. Oh, it, no, I'm no, just no. mean yeah. it's it is one because <laughs> I remember I was watching a YouTube video recently, um, quite a big warhammer youtuber and and he was saying that he finds the death garden everything connected to it quite difficult to paint compared to the Mm. Primaris. you know if you were say you were buying the dark imperium box set and you got obviously both bits um he was saying that he finds them more difficult to paint and you know i was thinking really Uh, i i think it'd be more the other way around when you know at least with like the Primaris means you've got to be very careful you know you've got you know you've got very you know very precise whereas with at least with the death garden the pox walkers or Pox workers in your case, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you can be really sort of, you know, half assed with it in a way. You can go, yeah, that'll do, and, and, it, and it still looks good. That's the, you know, the beauty mm-hmm. of it. You don't need to be touching things up, yeah, left, right, center. I,
1: I, I think with the more professional painters, their gripes with the Death Guard models are they they make a habit of painting every detail properly. <laughs> yeah, and there is a yeah. lot of detail.
0: Yeah, no, I no, I can I can totally see that as well. I'm not I'm not dismissing. Yeah. It's just, I suppose, that for me, if you're a our standard where it's you know tabletop to maybe a little mm. bit better, you know, whatever your um, cons- yeah. you consider your yeah. standard, if you know, whereas pro painters totally differently. And like I said, they'll be Uh-oh. they'll be cringing at what we're saying, but <laughs> you know, but, but, <laughs> but for beginners and people that are still trying to get confidence with their painting. They're perfect. Mm. They really are, and, and like I said, what oh, I've yeah. seen so far, you you know, you, you're doing a good job of them as well. And also, the people, you know, are liking it as well. You know, the odd comments yeah. you are getting and retweets mm-hmm. and all that. So uh, yeah, <laughs> doing well, mate.
1: Yeah, well, thank you. Um, yeah, it's been fun. I made a start on the fettered bloat drone today as well. Mm. I've just oh, nice. Done like some of the. I've just shaded some of the flesh and started doing the armor plating and stuff. Nothing fancy. That one's going to take a while. <laughs> mm. <laughs> a, a bit bigger, a bit more complex uh what else um i picked up the plague marine box because uh i already had eight plague marines so getting a box of seven means i can do three squads of five yep which is nice and rounded out um, happy days three solid troop choices uh i've only built a couple of them so far but i'm trying not to build too much and sort of get myself put out <laughs> <before>. <laughs>
0: overwhelmed yeah easily yeah, done yeah yeah
1: Um, and I also picked up a hobby drill for not technically the first time ever, but for the first time in a very long time Mm. and the first time I've really used one properly. Uh, How are you finding it? It's a great tool. I love it. Uh, I went through this afternoon and just drilled out all the barrels of everything that I plan on doing in the near future. (laughs) (laughs) It was really simple. It was quite easy to use. Um... Shout out to the local games workshop store manager who gave me a nice detailed demonstration on how to use it and everything at the store. Uh, he's pretty cool. Get on him. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also did my first bit of pinning ever, which was nice. And oh, wow. Perfectly. Yeah. You know, just a couple of bits of paperclip to keep the arms on one of the easy to build death guard because I accidentally <laughs> snapped the little easy to build stubs <laughs> that they're meant to, yeah. you know, click on with. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's it at the moment. So I've, i mopped up a couple of lists and I can probably do something around a thousand points with what yeah. I've got. So might, once I've got a few more painted, head into the store and see if I can actually do a game of 40k first time in, yeah. so got what, like, what, play five, it? Five years. <laughs> yeah, I know. What is this?
0: <laughs> What's this all about? No, this no, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And also, I saw you got <laughs> the, um, Death Guard Codex as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I really like that. Love yeah, cool. Uh, and like, I'm I'm coming in comparison from the like the fifth or sixth edition codexes. Way <laughs> yeah. better layout. Oh, it's they so are. much more ordered. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and the they are. Covers nice. Cool. Yeah, because
0: I I think that looking at some of the older codexes, uh, not not the real old ones like second and third, but sort of around that midpoint, some of the mm. especially the artwork on the front was a bit. Debatable. It wasn't, yeah, it just wasn't <laughs> particularly, like, it almost, like, they lost their style a bit during that bit. And then, especially the ones yeah. that had a very, um, they had a very black front, but the, the, the sort of name of the codex was in as, like, a sort of a off green color. And they were just, just a bit yeah. lacking in detail. Whereas weird. these codex look really nice. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. admittedly they're not massively different from the seventh edition because a lot of them are oh. using the same artwork, but these last mm. ones have been, yeah, have been exceptionally good.
2: Yeah.
1: Which is
0: always definitely. good to
1: see. Yeah. Um, so, that more or less sums up what I did this week, so on to yourself
0: right yeah um well i've been stocking up on paint <laughs> it's, exactly, I was, mm. it's one of those where every time i 'm thinking right what should I paint next? what should I start and I think oh, I just don't have the paints really, or i'm um, uh, enough mm. to finish the job and i, I don't want to sort of start and then realize like, oh, i oh I've got the paints I need um because I mean I live near a games workshop to a degree, mm. but it 's not easy for me just to go in and get some paints all the time, so I'm trying to buy them in bulk at the moment. And, you know, as I showed you, I have invested in some Vallejo paints um, for the first time, which I haven't had a chance to use yet, technically, but I'm going to be cracking them open soon. But, yeah, I've bought the Game Colour intro set, which is Mm -hmm. 16 uh, colours, which look really good. I must admit, I'm impressed with the bottles that that they come in, the little dripper bottles, which are really nice, or dropper ones, they call them. Um, Mm -hmm. Uh, my washes have just arrived yesterday so i've got a set of yeah. eight different washes and it was quite good as they're all general ones there's a red one blue one you know metal one yeah. and green one so i've got most of them covered um and then obviously added it to the the citadel ones i've already got so yeah i'm quite you know without actually properly using them yet i just feel i feel more confident now i'm like right i've got a good collection going yeah, here now yeah. so i can feel confident getting stuck into uh, more of my painting um, yeah, yeah, i'm now eyeing up what next ones to get because i think especially if i really like them which i think i will i am going to try and get a lot more vallejo and then use the odd citadel one for the odd you know edge highlight or the yeah. odd sort of wash that you need um whereas i think these vallejo and also they, they're good for i think you know from a financial point of view as well Mm. um you know the set that i bought like if i I, like the set of washes i bought would have Mm. come at i think about two pound twenty a bottle if you bought them separate you know if you divide it by what i paid for them and obviously if you went to games workshop a wash here is about four pound fifty so i've almost got them half price so you know Mm. um yeah really happy with that so far (laughs) um i've also (laughs) right (laughs) as you know i've been trying to prime a lot of my models now yeah. with using using the spray now what the there's good news and bad news the good news is that okay. um okay. um adrian who is a part of our community at the moment um who we'll give a shout out to at the end of the show um mm. he obviously recommended a particular primer that um, is sold at halfords here in the uk which is like a you know a car place basically mm. um and so that's a good thing. I bought that ready to use. The downside is that every time I've gone outside to use it, it's been chucking yeah. it down. It's, uh, and the uh. one time in the last week where we've had a real a nice amount of sun, like, which was basically last weekend, I was away for mm. my wife's birthday. So literally, yeah. I, you know, it would have been the perfect <laughs> time to go outside and prime all my models. And then since I've been back, it's nothing, you know, since I've been back and, you know, after work and all that, every time I've gone out, It's raining. Yeah. You know, I'm like, so I'm literally just waiting for a nice day in the next couple of days over this Easter (laughs) weekend. (laughs) So I can go out and just prime the hell out of all my, all my models. Um, Mm. so yeah, so that's me from a painting point of view. Um, I have also bought uh, a bit of literature. As they say, uh, my Tau Codex has finally arrived um, from eBay because yes. I had to send the first one back, which I think I said on the last episode. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, this one still is slightly damaged, and it's really yeah. got to me, but it's to the point now where it's still shrink-wrapped, and mm. uh, I just think ugh, I just have to live with it. You know, I think it's just genuinely, you know, the packaging was fine. It's just yeah. obviously, again, just a heavy-handed postman. Yeah. post <laughs> postperson, so... That. Yeah. So i'll just i i'm really funny about that sort of stuff and it's (laughs) it really gets me it's got this slight little dent in the front cover and it's like Mm. but i'm thinking you know what it's not stopping me reading it that's the main thing so
1: um
0: black library wise i've got uh shroud of um shroud of night um which is uh, one of the alpha legion novels to read Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh which looks cool um And the last thing I've bought recently, which I bought yesterday, when I say I bought it by surprise, because that sounds a bit of a weird thing, basically (laughs) I went on eBay and I thought, I really fancied giving Shadespire a go, because basically my, two two of my best friends in real life um, are not into uh, Games Workshop, but they're into board games, and you know, I'm trying to push them to start playing stuff like the little things like yeah. uh, Necromunda or, mm. or coming soon, you know, Kill Team and things like that. Yeah. You know, and they're, they're in that, yeah, I don't know if I want to or not. They're in that sort of, you know, on the fence slightly. So I thought, right, let's let's look at getting Shade Spy because it's pretty much mainly more of a board game because there's not many, oh, yeah. you know, miniatures in it. So, and I just fancy giving it a go anyway. So I went on eBay, saw a one that was on a, you know buy it for this and money brand new or you know the best offer bit and i thought i'll just put a cheeky offer in and they Ooh. accepted it <laughs> and that's why <what> it took <laughs> me by surprise was like, oh okay i've saved quite a bit of money on that so Ooh. so uh, so yeah p- p- providing it's all legit which i'm sure it is um yeah i've got uh, shade spy coming to me in the next week or so so oh, yeah i look awesome. forward to talking about that in the future um Ooh. so yeah i think that's that's it for me hobby stuff Um, So it's been more of a prepping week
1: (laughs) yeah, (laughs) Getting stuff ready for the future Whereas you're properly
0: getting stuck in
1: Yeah, Um, well um, I I did forget I also did some literature besides the Death Guard Codex I read Fulgrim the Palatine Phoenix Which is ah. sort of Technically Horus Heresy series But it's like Mm -hmm. before the Heresy stuff Rather than starting after Horus Rising Uh, And it's sort of Fulgrim uh, wanting to bring his legion back into prominence. You know, these are the early days where they're only just getting past the fact that, you know, they were down to 200 men at one yeah. point. And so Fulgrim goes off, and to impress everyone, he takes a world with himself, a negotiator, and six space marines. <laughs> 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 uh, and he, he does it, which is very cool, but um, it, it's just a really good character development book for him, mm. I think. And, um, the next one I'm looking at is reading Fulgrim, uh, the big long one by, uh, I forget I Forget who wrote that. Uh, do, you, do you mean the
0: actual heresy? Yeah. The Horus
1: Heresy Fulgrim book. The, yeah. I've oh, read it. I can't one. remember. Like did 500 it. pages. Yeah. 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 It's really good.
0: Um, <laughs> mm. but no, but is that the one you just bought? Is that really good? How you yeah. It?
1: Yeah. That's really good. I really liked it. Um, cool. it's not super long, but it tells a really cool story. Um, it kind of gives context to how the whole expansion before the heresy was working. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you get the image of no, it was just this kind of war crusade across the entire galaxy. It's Like, <laughs> no, if it was it was an efficient war crusade. If you didn't have to fight anyone and you could just talk for a couple of weeks instead of having to burn a planet to the ground, you should do that.
0: Fair <laughs> <laughs> yeah, point. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they, they, is that, is, yeah. Is
0: it that is that hard sort of version? Yeah, yeah. Those, yeah. Yeah, the there's hard-backed. quite a few where they. Uh, is it. I've for they, forgotten Arc. the range. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's really good. And it had a bit of stuff with um Fabius Bile in there as well, which was really nice. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of his, his, his beginnings.
0: <laughs> well, his novels are really. The, the couple that are out because I read uh, Primogenitor yeah. quite a while ago, and I've got Clone Lord, which is the new one. Um, to read soon That's they're really, well I can't say for the Clone Lord because I've not read it yet <laughs> but the Primogenitor is really good as well, you mm. get a good insight um, especially there's a few little twists in it as well which always makes it cool yeah. Um, nice yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. there we go, reading we go. painting, um, anything you're going to buy soon? Anything you're eyeing up?
1: Uh, um, honestly part of me is like eyeing up eBay offers for halves of Dark Imperium <laughs> 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 because I'm going to have enough bits left over from the Plague Marine box to do some conversions there so that they don't all look exactly the same. Mm-hmm. So I might I might pick one of those up in a few weeks, uh, depending on shipping uh, Shipping costs on eBay to Australia. can be horrific. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. I bet. Oh, look, that item's <laughs> only like 20 bucks. That's really cheap. And it's like, you know, $40 shipping. I'm like, what's wrong with you people? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: no, that's a that's a good idea with using eBay for the Death Guard, especially because mm. that's that's how I got mine, and I got mine so much so much cheaper oh, yeah. just by buying, and I got literally the whole set from Dark Imperium, but mm. it cost me you know way less than half what the box set would have oh, cost yeah. me. So Absolutely. yeah, it's definitely worth looking into.
2: Yeah,
0: um, yeah, cool. Okay, so I think that's our hobby stuff for this episode. Um, right, we'll have a quick little break, and then once we're back, we're gonna get into the news. I brought a
1: shovel.
0: <laughs> hello and welcome back from that short little break and we're gonna get stuck into the news ah, games workshop right cool. <laughs> here we go mm.
1: lazy lazy bunch yeah
0: they're not pulling work. their finger out are they they just thought they'll drop mm. only a little bit of news in the last couple of weeks um what we're referring uh, to it, i mean, it, sorry carry on
1: yeah, I mean, you know, it was Adepticon, and they didn't announce anything important. No,
0: at not at all. You know, it was it was like <laughs> tumbleweed just going through, wasn't it? Just, mm. Like no, nothing
1: yep oh wait there was a there was a shock silence uh. <laughs> yeah shock
0: silence the amount of news they've dropped it is crazy yeah i, I remember oh, when we've been god. talking prior to recording this we're like oh my god what are we <laughs> most of this episode is going to be the news so we will yep. try and we're going to cover all the things that were revealed in adepticon um but we won't. We'll try and give as much info as we can, but without going overboard, because otherwise this would be a seven-hour episode.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, oh absolutely. yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> so let's start. Let's start with the that small little bit of news that just gro- got dropped mm. at the end. Yeah, um, yeah. Yep. I'm going to start Emperor it. Willing. I'm going to start it with uh, <laughs> Fortune favors the faithful. Um. Mm. So yeah, it's been revealed that Plastic Sisters of battle are coming. Hoorah yeah.
1: <laughs> how
0: do you feel about that, Cameron? I mean
1: <sighs> I I I always thought of doing a sisters army way back uh, when I was initially in the hobby and I never did mm-hmm. because they would be too heavy to carry around and um now they are gonna be light and glorious and less chippable and breakable. <laughs> so um <laughs> I'm just thinking this of the clarity on them as well. Shocking. Yeah, well the thing is, this is this is a range that hasn't had updated models since it was initially released. Yes,
0: uh, that's right. Which I think is third edition. Um, I could be wrong on that. Yeah, it's, third.
1: it's been like twenty. It's been like twenty years. Yeah,
0: or something me. like that. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: and they still look good. That's the. That's what I'm. I've got such high hopes for these plastic ones because even the old metal yeah, ones yeah. still look good. I mean, yes, by today's standard, they look. They're showing their age a bit, but they yeah. still look fantastic. But
1: still. Yeah, and like especially more recently with um Celestine and the Gemini models mm-hmm. coming out, like if if it's all in that style, um beautifully sculpted armour, like intricate face details, because faces are important in a Sisters of Battle Army because it's always the focal point of a model, but these aren't going around in helmets, they're going around in their sort of their gothic shock white hair <laughs> and their <laughs> fluid elise tattoos and everything, yeah. it's important to have a good detailed face. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, no. And I also want more doves. Uh, Celestine has some good doves, and I would like some more. <laughs> good point. <laughs> actually, um, I I was talk, I was chatting to a guy in the store, um, just yesterday, yesterday afternoon, yeah. Um, and he said, um, we we were talking about um Celestine and the doves, and he was like, I would like to do some of doves for an Imperial Guard regiment. I'm like, oh yeah, instead of a Vox cast, they could have like messenger pigeons, yeah, to give out the orders. I like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a really good yeah. idea, actually.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Plastic Sisters. <laughs> big news! Very excited. Um, this this is not like reactionary either, because it takes like two to three years to do a cycle of model yes, production. Yes, does. And, yeah, like preparation. So this has been in work for at least a year, and they've kept it completely. Under oh rights, yeah, they
0: they know they've known about it.
1: Pretty good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they. I mean, this is the thing. Um, they. The, this is a big thing. I mean, I know, I know what mm. we're saying is quite obvious, but this is a really big thing on quite a different few levels. A, the fact that fans of, of Sister Battle are now getting updated models—that's a great. It's, no matter if you like, don't care, don't like—it doesn't matter. It's always great when new models or a a faction is completely redone, you know, especially when a lot of the the miniatures are older. So it's really, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to get stuck into them, but I imagine there's probably a lot of people out there which are like,
2: oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not (laughs)
0: interested in this battle, but there's still a lot of people out there, which is good that they're pleased for the players that Mm -hmm. are going to get stuck into them, which, you know, it's never a bad thing. So that's one thing that's really good. The second really big thing, which shows is that, games workshop are willing to do this they're listening to people you know it shows that us as fans of the of the you know the models the the literature the law and everything you know whatever Mm. part you're interested in you know they're listening to what people want and not going no we're not doing that you know obviously it's not it's not been Mm. easy for them to probably do this because obviously that financially they're gonna have to make new molds and all the bits Mm. that go behind it you know this is not a a snap decision they like you said they've had this in the works for quite a little while now and obviously they they realize that you know from a business point of view they obviously think it's going to work because let's not get let's not get wrong on this that (laughs) as much as you know there could be loads of us going we want plastic sisters it's it's, Mm -hmm. it's got to be financially worth it for games workshop or you know, like yeah. any company, they've yeah. got to make you know if they're going to invest yeah. all this money in new molds and all the production, you know, pulling all the metal ones, all the you know, all the the faff that goes with doing it, they've got to make mm. it worthwhile for them. Um, which obviously oh, yeah. they, you know, because let's be honest, you could look at it from the perspective <laughs> that, um, you know, they could release it and then hardly anyone buys them. You know, I'm not saying that would mm. will happen because I think lots of people will buy them, but no, that that's a reality <laughs> as well. So fair play to them for actually going you know what yes we're going to make this work and the fact as well I think is the that they made a the point of that they're going to show us the updates as it's happening aren't they they're, they're going to sort of yeah, show the production yeah. how it's going which I think is fantastic you know being being transparent is a really good thing that they're doing
1: yeah and I think they have to be with this because it's such a far off announcement that all they've said is next year it could yeah. be January it could be December yes so the fact that exactly. they're willing to keep us updated on how the production is going means the community isn't going to have questions like, you know, oh, when will it be ready? You know, they'll be ready when they're done, and in the meantime, this is what we're up to. This is how far we are along with this. Yeah. Which, uh, Game- Games Workshop has, in the past, had a lot of issues with company-consumer interactions Definitely. and communication. uh The last few years, they've been absolutely fantastic, and this is like another step up like I don't I I, I'm invested in a fair few different sort of tabletop systems to various (laughs) degrees uh and the only one that comes close to saying you know we're doing this and we're going to talk you through every step of the production is probably Wizards of the Coast with Dungeons and Dragons yeah all these regular updates they're very vocal with their community but all they're doing is putting out books. They not they're not investing a hundred thousand dollars for a mold for one box of models when <laughs> yeah, have, you have yeah, to however yeah. many boxes for a standard release. Um, and, you know, they can use the community feedback directly and things, whereas community feedback on, oh, I don't know if you should go to that Chinese cast or that Chinese cast is probably not so helpful for games stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fair
0: point. No, I, I, yeah. I, I think it's, it, and what's good of it, which we'll cover in all this news, it's all positive as well. It's all good mm. stuff. You know, this is, and oh, I love, yeah. I love the fact how they did the, the trailer for this as well. I like the fact mm. that it's only a, about a minute long, but obviously they've taken all the comments that people have said in, various forums but obviously primarily in the recent survey that was done you know when are we getting mm. plastic sisters and i think that's a really you know it's really cool the way they've done that like they've acknowledged it they've not gone oh yeah they've not gone ta-da plastic sisters you know <laughs> you know like look what we thought of and it's like no no you didn't mm. think of it the company <laughs> you know the community really wanted yeah. this they've acknowledged that yeah. the people really want it not that it's their brilliant idea so it's mm. which is really you know again that that's where people will buy into things more We're like you know what yeah you're not treating us like mugs you've got you've you know we've given our feedback and you've listened you've made it work or you're going to make it work and we're going to get what Mm. we want win-win yeah yeah
1: (laughs) it's 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 really good um i feel listened to i participated in the survey and i spoke about plastic sisters and about slanesh and plastic sisters are being confirmed and slanesh is being brought up a lot yes in the recent releases and a lot of them are important stuff so hey it's all it's all looking pretty good from here they clearly <laughs> listened to
0: your survey, Cameron. Oh yeah.
1: No. <laughs> what else did you ask? For? I mean uh, I asked for a decrease to the price disparity between Australia and New Zealand and all yeah. the other regions, um, and they listened because technically it's cheaper to get a cauldron of blood here than in the UK now. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I don't know why that is. It's so weird. It's just the one model that is like a couple pounds equivalent cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> Win. <laughs> that one, that hey, one box. Like hey, I said, I'll take it. It's yeah, a cool absolutely. box. It could cool be box. worse. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Plastic yeah. Sisters, and,
1: brilliant yeah. news. And I mean, on on top of those, like, there's there's not a lot of female representation in uh, Games Workshop <laughs> franchises, apart from yes. like the Elves and Eldar usually have a fair few like female characters or female sets. You know, there's literally daughters of Kain an entire faction of women, except for the uh, mind controlled Doomfire Warlocks. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> Yeah, um, but having an equivalent of something like that for 40k, where it's an it's an all female faction of badass warrior women. I'm all for that. That's super good. And it's good to have them sort of coming back into the front mm-hmm. of uh, the attempt of the sort of community attention.
0: Yeah, I I totally yeah. agree with that. I think I I, I love female forces in. <clears throat> excuse me. I love female forces in in all the games. I I think there's there should be more of them if if possible. They just always because I think they. They apart from obviously things like equality and things like that, it's just they suit miniatures as well. You know, some of the female mm. miniatures always look really good. Like you said, the mm. the daughters of Cain look fantastic. The the Sisters of Battle are gonna look fantastic. Yeah. Even in Necromunda, House Escher, they look they always oh, look yeah. cool. You yeah, know, think, cool. You know, I think you know, I think I think it's a great thing. Like I said any anything mm. they can add, any more female uh, characters or forces is mm. always good in my book. Yeah. Um so yeah, anything anything else on the on the sisters or should we move on no, to the I'm next excited. big one?
1: I probably won't do an army, but I will buy a box. I'm sure, just because I asked for them in the survey and they they've answered. <laughs> <laughs> it would only feel right, wouldn't it? And also oh, yeah.
0: they could be used in um, kill team as well when it comes exactly. up. That's that's a, that's a yeah. perfect excuse to have a have just a box of them. Yeah,
1: I'll right. go into kill team with a bunch of guns with nuns. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Right, the next big bit of news. Um, oh, switching to Age of Sigma. Um, uh, the Well, I say the official, I suppose it is the official reveal of the, <laughs> the, of the IDNF, the, um, you know,
1: on. the official,
0: oh, 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 oh it's oh. a, it's a, it's a pun day, <laughs> every day is a pun, a pun fun day, uh, yes, yep. the, it's the official uh reveal of the IDNF Deepkin in uh, yes. Age of Sigmar. As in, we've had hints of them before, so that's why I'm saying it's the the first, but this is the first proper, here you go, this is what they're going to look like. Um, So what's your thoughts on them?
1: Uh, I think they look really awesome. Um, (laughs) uh, Everyone was expecting Cthulhu elves, and there's a little bit of that in there, but it's more like Aquaman. 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 (laughs) Aquaman. Aquaman. (laughs) <laughs> Jesson Momoa. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's it's very, it's sort of a very sea-themed Greco-Roman aesthetic with some Cthulhu tentacle horror thrown in every now and again. Yep. Uh, the models all look amazing. Um, I've I've had to I've had to like talk to a lot of people on the Age of Sigma Reddit who are really confused as to how there are sharks on land, and I like, yes, th- these guys. Literally, their entire fluff is like they come with this with the fog and mist. Yeah. So like, they're, just, they're magical fish. They're floating in the fog. They're swimming through the skies like uh, like that one Doctor Who episode. And like <laughs> but, once once you say it like that, people are like, oh yeah, that makes sense. That's a very cool image. But like, I've seen a lot of people like who are just initially like, what? Why? Why are they flying? Why? Why are these <laughs> giant turtles flying through the sky?
0: <laughs> I mean, look, let's for the for those people that are saying that. Let's get real. This is Age of Sigmar, where
1: oh, yeah. the,
0: anything goes. I mean, let's be honest. Oh, yeah.
1: it,
0: let's not get into the physics of things. Anything <laughs> is possible. You know, yeah. Slanesh yeah. is in between realms at the moment, having, you know, having um, souls drained out of him and things like that. Not you know, for
1: the, much longer. Not uh. for much longer, yeah. Uh, but
0: <laughs> but let's be honest. Flying turtles, flying sharks. Yeah. Mm why not you know this is, this is why, why they did age of sigma so that they're not held mm. by the restraints of, of your like an actual yeah. world <laughs> yeah exactly you know because ultimately what, mm. whether people agree or, or disagree warhammer fantasy is was based a very on that very tolkien-esque way of being a very traditional you know elves dwarves humans and orcs etc but at least with age yeah. of sigma they can they can break those rules which you oh, know yeah. some people yeah. not their thing that's absolutely fine, but I, I yeah. consider it a good thing. It just lets... It, yeah. it It gives creative freedom at the end of the day. Mm. And this is a perfect yeah. example of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, speaking of creative freedom, have you ever felt entrapped by the fact that they model all these intricate faces with eyes that you just cannot physically paint because your hands are too shaky? Or your exactly. Too and, I th- you there know, and No I think eyes that... on the troops. There exactly. No eyes on the
0: troops. It's so good. It's... It- <laughs> <laughs> to me, I, I when I was seeing these, I I was a bit in the on the fence for these yeah, because
2: yeah.
0: The, the the good thing is, like you said, I think from a painting point of view, that's going to make things mm. a lot easier. Um, but aesthetically, I'm not digging those particular miniatures. I must admit, whatever they, you know, their sort of main mm. troop. Um, again, without knowing the law, lo- i mean, sure the law will be fantastic on them when oh, we yeah. start hearing more. Um, I was just a bit like. Mm, okay i'm not buying those as much as some of the others because like someone pointed out on reddit which i already thought of as well and they just <laughs> confirmed what i thought is they remind me of the electro priests in the um adeptus ah, yeah. mechanicus and i was thinking you know like it was just that way they look a bit too much like that not again that's not necessarily a bad thing i'm just saying that i i'm not digging those as much as the others but let's not Get negative on this. There are some amazing miniatures (laughs) coming. There
1: are some really good miniatures. um, I'm personally a fan of uh, Scholar Man with Octopus Companion. Scholar Man. (laughs) The octopus comes fully articulated with a club and a knife for some reason.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I, I put him as Octopus Sorcerer in my notes. Yeah, Yeah, that's Um, also a good way to put it. (laughs) I got him along with Wind Chime Sorcerer. The yeah, one you see just yeah. afterwards, one he's got like he's looks like he's got a wind chime just above his head and it's like dangling going ding ding, mm-hmm. ding. <laughs> <laughs> i could give wrong, I don't know what he's gonna be called. Yeah. Um uh, but there's some so yeah, many carol.
1: good so many good things. There's um there are knights on like giant moray eels, there are weapons mm-hmm. teams on sharks, uh there are bigger weapons teams on sea turtles.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: They yep. look amazing. Uh, They've, got, they look throws, so they. They've got bolt
1: throws, have not they? So good. They got bolt throwers, yeah. Um and then we have uh, what is, like, it's a little divisive. Some people really like it and some people are, some people don't. But um, the running guess is it's the Avatar of Mathland, who is the Elvish God of the Sea. Uh, yes. Or the old Elvish God of the Sea. I guess Teclis would be in that position now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's basically, it's Aquaman. It's Elven Aquaman. Um,
0: <laughs> it looks, I mean, let, let's let's not get, at the end of the day, that, miniature regardless of whether you're going to collect these or not that is going to be a perfect oh, thing yeah. for, for your pro painters and your commission work they're going to be mm. that avatar looks amazing I it's cannot wait so to see what people do with that from a paint scheme point of view
1: yeah and he he is big like someone was drawing comparisons with the, the normal sized elves in the shot he is like Primarch sized like body wise yeah, yeah he's he, huge he's a big boy <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: um so yeah he, he looks fantastic like I said it's the avatar of Mathlan and mm. who yeah he's the elvish god like I said he was worshiped by the high elves and the black arc corsairs as well yeah. Uh, yeah. as part of it um mm. uh, but uh, yeah they've given us a little bit of lore behind what's what they're about um yeah. they as far as we know, they're the rejects that um, we spoke about in the last episode when we were covering the yeah. Daughters of Cain, where obviously you know the souls will were, were being divvied out between Teclis, Tyrian, mm. uh, Malarian, and uh, Marathi, and yeah, these are basically Teclis' rejects. <laughs> so he's basically yeah. been trying to create yeah. the High Elves again, and it's not worked <laughs> for yeah. whatever reason. Well, uh, which we, we've, is really got a, cool.
1: we've got a little more info on why they were rejected, uh, which mm. is, according to all the information floating around, they eat people's souls to survive oh, yeah. uh, so they're I mean, a little more slaneshy than techless would have hoped i think yes
0: <laughs> but yeah but you can see that in the in those troops we're talking about the bald mm. um ones without eyes they yeah you, know, you can see the like almost like uh, male demonettes aren't they in a way yeah, they've got that yeah. sort of vibe about them mm. uh so yeah i think that's really cool and they they've basically also uh, like, you, like you said, they bring the sea with them, but also they're part of the order, but they're causing a bit of trouble as well.
1: Yeah. Primarily
0: with the yeah. daughters. At the moment, they're not. Well, they're...
1: that's that's not their fault. They they tried to make <laughs> friends, and they just picked the wrong group of daughters <laughs> of kings to make friends <laughs> that's with. Point. Yeah, yeah. Of all the people
0: you tried to you get just, pally with,
1: you just had to go to the craze, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the craze. Yeah,
0: like we touched on last show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. They just, yeah, I think I'm, I don't, I'll be honest, I probably won't collect them as a force. Um, Mm. I, I, there's other ones I'd rather at this point, but unless something else comes out, but there's definitely some miniatures there I'd happily buy just for, you know, just for visual.
1: uh, Yeah, no, they're so good. Like this continues a recent trend I found where games workshop is clearly infiltrating my dreams and creating the perfect (laughs) Boss miniatures for my D and D campaigns. Uh, Yeah, because there's um there's one who's like the commander on the seahorse octopus unicorn thing. Yeah, and that that is like I
0: got his general on unicorn serpent thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, (laughs) there we go. Yeah, yeah, that that is like perfect for a certain character in one of the campaigns I run for D and D. And like, you just released Marathi was perfect for another one, and then you know way back there was the Vermin Lord, which i put up on twitter ages ago i'd converted into a D monster but mm-hmm. like they, they just keep bringing out these great like big sort of monster models that and because age of sigma is a little more generic like, that's also a good thing because they have multi-purpose use outside of age of sigma as a game like you can use these yeah. for anything fantasy related really they're so good
0: <laughs> well, sadly. I mean, but well, that's the thing. You ultimately, especially the amount you can end up spending on these, it's, mm. wor- it's great that you can use them in other things. It's like you said, if you get some uh, miniatures for a force and you think, oh, you know, like with your death guard, you think, oh, okay, I've done my bit. Mm. You use them in kill team. Use yeah, them in yeah. Shadow War Armageddon. You know, yeah. you you know, you, you could even convert them to go into Necromundo if you really wanted, if you <laughs> found some homebrew rules to do it. Yeah. It doesn't matter really. Yeah. That's the that's the beauty of it. And um and it's similar to what they're doing with Shade Spire and oh, yeah. um and Age of Sigma, it all interlinks in some way. And like I mm. said, so this is a you know, I know we're covering Warhammer, but you know, D and D or any other mm. um game you're into, there's no reason why you can't use these, especially yeah. because, especially how good they are as well. You know, mm. I mean, if you get in miniatures that look like Marathi and the Avatar of Mathland, okay. you want to use them as much as possible. <laughs> they just oh, look yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's the, that's the Deepkin. Um, they haven't given us a release date yet for these. They're just, um, uh, coming soon. Yes. From what I've seen.
1: Speculation is they might be announced this week and up for pre-order next week because this weekend wow, should huh? be the Drukhari pre-orders if the pace keeps up. Yes. So, it potentially is, yes. Yeah, it next will week will be the Idoneth. Because they're clearly more or less done if they're showing like oh, yeah. a full army completely painted up, and there are rules leaked out there for the avatar, things like that. But yeah, God, by the way, the avatar is no no joke. <laughs> <laughs> God, and,
0: and and clearly, and oh. clearly, um, we don't like our bank balances with no. all these things. You know, we've just no. we've just got over Daughters of Cain coming out. <laughs> no, exactly, <laughs> these, it's, uh...
1: exactly. Ooh. It's 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 ridiculous. Um, but but, I know. but speaking of new releases coming soon. Uh, mm. <laughs> shall we go into the next set? Um Go for it. So, Games Workshop has announced the next trio of codexes for Warhammer 40K and specifically among those is we called it here first. You heard it here first codex <laughs> Imperial Knights. Uh yep. they they got a kind of badass live action trailer with a big beardy guy talking about <laughs> oaths and duty and all that as he gets ready to pilot his knight, but um they showed off a brand new type of knight, which looks like a tiny warlord titan, and it was really cool. Yep. Uh <laughs> It has like seven, it seven or eight guns on it. <laughs> it's armed to the teeth. Yeah.
0: It's going to be an interesting army to see how they do this codex, because obviously it's going to be, let's be honest, it's going to be very minimal mm. from a... um <laughs> miniature count point yeah, of view. Yeah. Um, obviously, we've already got the the baby knights from mm. that we've seen in Forge Bane, the um, yeah. the armigers, um, and obviously you got the you already got the what's it the knight errants yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, I, th- I think this is a real, in, it, uh, real interesting choice on, mm. on Games Workshop's point of view. I'm, I'm, re- I'm, I must be, I'm really surprised they did this, even though, like I said, I'm, not, at the same time, I'm not because mm. they seem to be going for all out at the moment with everything oh, yeah. they do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I'm just surprised they've got their own codex, um, which I know I'm going to go slightly off topic, yeah. now, but it, it suggests that there's possibility that the Sisters of Silence may have something coming up because obviously they weren't mm-hmm. part of the Adeptus sure. Custodes yeah. uh, Codex, yeah. which obviously would have been a you know quite a, an obvious place to put them. Mm-hmm. And now the fact that obviously the Knights have always gone under either the Astro Militarum or the Adeptus Mechanicus, now they've got their own thing. You're thinking, ooh, they're going to do the Sisters soon at some point, you know? Yeah. I don't maybe. know, maybe if they
1: can flesh them out <laughs> enough. Yeah, I'm really, yeah. I'm really um, interested to see how it hands out with like options because I see there are three ways they can do this the first way is if you're using codex imperial knights knights are not lords of war you know the Armigers are troops choices and the knights are heavy sports elites hqs and all that Yep. option two you introduce another smaller tier of knight like sort of regular dreadnought sized and those serve as the troops the Armigers can serve as heavy support and knights are still lords of war and the HQs and things like that, or three, we get a big knight, a few armies on the on the field, and then we have 60 mechanics. We just throw them out there, <laughs> and they go hold the objectives and hit the knight on the ankle with, ham- with hammers and wrenches to get it back into fighting shape. <laughs> and I'm kind I, of I think re- really I, interested I think in that. I think
0: it's option three, Yeah, I think, potentially. I think that's actually... Because mm. from what... If you read, actually, on the uh, Warhammer community... Bit on here, it sort of says that mm. so the knight households of the Imperium are moving from being a forced representative of one kit to a fully realized faction with wider choice of units. I i just think you know, because th- this is probably not that far away. Mm. I mean, realistically, this codex is only a few well, within the next few months, yeah. realistically. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know, I just think they're probably because of what they've got, they're probably going to utilize i what they've currently got. So, I have a, this sort of vision where like I said the, you have the very flexible mm. uh, knights and then you have the arm probably more flexible probably mm. a lot I think you'll just see a lot more variations of that because obviously I you know the Forgebane one is quite limited yeah. um, it only comes with obviously a couple of weapons whereas I think they'll just be just fit massive variations of those i, I don't know mm. i could be wrong but i think that's what
2: yeah you yeah. know where,
0: where you said about them being dreadnought size mm. i think that's probably about as low as they're gonna go yeah I, yeah I, I would like to see something smaller but i don't see it mm. happening personally i think they'll probably go armagh is going to be the the, sh- the smallest of them mm. apart from like i said engineers and mm. and everything like that but and then there would just be the big ones but yeah we we'll I, I just Exciting times. I just
1: really like that idea of oh yeah, Codex Imperial Knights is gonna come out, I'm gonna have a four model army, and then the Codex comes out <laughs> and you need like forty to fifty engineers to fill out your troop slots. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's actually yeah. just a really good versatile horde army that just shields the knights as they as they slowly walk forward into lanes of fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see it. I think it'd, yeah. be a, think it'd be a really funny twist on what everyone's expecting the knight codex to be which is you just take knights for everything and then armagers for troops <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I think it's, it's, it's good as well that it, it gives people that opportunity because we've seen it with the Adeptus custodies where you know, depending on obviously what how many points you're playing, you don't need a massive amount of miniatures because yeah, of how expensive yeah. they are. You know, I mean, you could buy three boxes and you've already got like a fifteen oh yeah point, yeah fifteen hundred point army or whatever. So it, you know, it's easily done. So I think this is good for people that you know they think you know what I don't want to buy eight hundred orcs. I just want a couple of knights and yeah, a couple of little ones. Yeah. You know, it's 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 good. It's good.
1: Yeah. Right. Um, and okay. So, so, so yeah, talk, the talk, other codexes. Talking a new codex. Yeah. Yep. We've, we've
0: got, got, got um, Harlequins yeah. and mm-hmm. Death Watch.
1: Yep. Um, and hey, you heard it here first. Deathwatch Primaris Marines. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We called it. We did. <laughs> Back on episode one. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> we said. Well, we we agreed that they would be, they could have Primaris Marines, but not yet. But obviously, they've mm. decided to. Do it early. They're going, yep, you can have a
1: night. I knife. mean, to, to be fair, <laughs> like, uh, I mean, this, this will tie into our Dark Imperium discussion later, but, like, Primaris Marines were brand new in 999-M41. It is now, like, a few hundred years after that. So, like, they've had True. time to get experience and perhaps be considered good enough, and there's been time to upgrade existing Death Watch members through the Primaris program so yeah it, that's a good point it, yeah it makes sense that you will now be able to take death watch Primaris marines and it's really cool because death watch Primaris marines yeah
0: absolutely <laughs> i mean the thing is ultimately they, there's no way they couldn't have done it oh from, yeah you know from the codex point of view regardless of the law thing that we you know the discussion that we had a, a few episodes ago it it Clearly, they, they couldn't have done a Codex and not included Primaris Remains as part of this. So, it's, yeah, it's, again, another just really cool thing. Yeah. Every, like, everything in this, all positive news. Yeah. yeah. So, that's uh, really cool. And um, um, Harlequins, uh, Har- as well. oh, sorry, yeah, they're
1: also addressing Primaris flexibility a bit because they've confirmed that there will be Primaris mixed squads. So, it won't be, you know, Codex Deathwatch, oh, you can take Intercessors and Hellblasters and Reavers like everyone mm. else. No, you can mix and match like a Deathwatch squad yeah. should. Which will be really yeah. awesome.
0: Yeah, kill, kill teams, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Harlequins. Absolutely. Yeah, Harlequins, yeah. Um, There's not really been much said about these as far as I've seen. Um, I just have a feeling it's just going to be mm. similar to the recent ones, like for and Necrons, yeah. they're just going yeah. to, you know, because their, their miniatures are quite recent mm. in some ways, aren't they? So, I, I mean, you may get the odd new unit, but yeah. I think they will be relatively untouched. They're just bringing their rules mm. up to mm. date. Really, yeah. So, which will be good, but that's good. They've confirmed we're getting
1: yep. different masks for different uh, overall army benefits, so you'll be able to build like literally every other army and say, "Oh, I'm from this kind of performance, so my troops will have this buff, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. So that'll be interesting to see what they do exactly with yep. that. Oh, so
2: much. Yep,
0: excellent. More. See, they're mm. they're really doing well these codexes. They're properly pushing them out now, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Which is really good. There's not many, you know once these three next ones are out apart from obviously uh, we've got jakar <laughs> yeah i think that's it and then gene steeler cult yeah i think that's probably yeah. the three main ones that still haven't had one at this point well, which means realistically it'll be out by the end of the year hopefully if the maths yeah. work out
1: i mean there, there are a lot of rumors floating around about sort of a chaos versus space walls and then an orcs versus something box coming out later in the year so hopefully we'll see
0: I wouldn't put it past them. Mm. I mean, look at Forge Bane. Yeah, you never have seen oh, that God. a while ago. So if they if
1: they can do yeah, that,
0: well, Forge Bane sets <laughs> a precedent.
1: You they, know, you get a, sta- exactly. a technical starter box, even though the rules aren't very flesh out and don't get any dice. It's technically a starter box. No Space Marines. Yep. What? Yeah. what is this
0: what oh <laughs> <laughs> i'm some sitting down
1: yeah
0: um <laughs> so no it's all good um right the next bit of news is combat roster yep um so this is basically a 40k version of the war scroll builder mm. for age of sigma um it's coming in next month april yep. which is cool yep. um and it's Been developed with uh, a gentleman who's behind it. Roll call, I believe. Yeah, Yeah, roll call. Yeah, Tom Hewitt. So obviously, uh, the Warhammer community and him him are teaming up to you know to create this uh, well application, this uh, uh, thing you can use to obviously. Uh, plan out your armies. Uh, it's gonna be—I think he revealed in the video—it's gonna be power levels mm. as opposed to points. But be, I can imagine at some point there will be a different points. one.
1: Four points later, they said so the power <coughs> level one will be free and the points one will be paid. I think. Yeah, like I can that. see them.
0: Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, okay, Maybe not. and and then I think. And it's going to be up to date codexes as well. Yeah. She's good. get you, So no, no lagging behind. Oh well,
1: yeah. Cause I've been trying to write out death guard lists and then I've been looking online and I'm like, wait, the prices for everything have been like shifted and adjusted. <laughs> and like, I thought yeah. I had even yeah. 1000 points. It could be 1100. It could be 850. I don't know anymore. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> it's a mystery. Yeah.
0: It's uh, no, but again, it's, I'm, again, I'm, it, I think they've realized that GW that why is this not happen sooner yeah you know because why have one for age of sigma and not have one for 40k it's not it's i mean i'm not complaining because it's you know but it's an obvious thing that they should have done a while okay. ago so yeah good they've done it <laughs> well, it's, exactly. it's on the horizon <laughs> so yeah um so uh what's happening with malign Portans? so Cameron.
1: malign Portans once again continues to be super interesting um so, last time we discussed, you know, we made a time cannon and we shot an evil moon filled with corn warriors to fill it with dinosaurs as well as corn warriors. <laughs> um, and then there was the choice, there, then there was the problem of Nagash seems to be stealing people's time after we made the big time cannon. Uh, and for some reason, I don't know why, everyone went insane and decided to march on Nagash's capital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as you do yeah uh, yep. i was just like i was watching the community results i'm like wow i really i really didn't expect that i really did not expect everyone to go hey you know what no let's we're on a roll let's go beat the hell out of nagash uh uh it was it was a <laughs> trap uh, <laughs>
0: of course uh
1: basically they they managed to get within eye shot of nagash's are um and then everyone fell in a big hole is ha- is what it amounts to <laughs> um because because shaish sheish yeah the realm of the dead yes yeah. yes uh, is all these layered underworlds so i I'm guessing effectively really what Gash did is he just pulled a couple of supporting pillars out from the top from under the top layer and then just waited for enough soldiers to stand on it <laughs> uh And, uh, yeah, and then this is where the options got interesting, because you either could parley with Nagash and attempt to get on his good side and join his forces in the realm of death, you could go, you know what, I've had a rough time, but I'm gonna make sure everyone else has a rough time, and lure opposing factions into the trap as well. Uh, I'm not sure how they planned on doing that, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or, you could use the fact that you're now a few levels down in Shai'ish to attempt to rampage and free a lot of trapped souls. Uh, and everyone picked option three. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, this ties into, um, another update we've got in the news, but, um, effectively so many people got trapped down there that Nagash's Guardians couldn't stop all of them, and a few people managed to go and start unlocking cells. And now mm-hmm. all these souls, many of them from before the end times, are now, like, released back into the cycle of the world and being put back in bodies and things. Um, and this is technically the end of the Dread Solstice campaign, which is... Yeah. There's a bit of background noise there. Uh, <laughs> this is... So, the Dread Solstice campaign is the initial campaign of Malign points the way I understand it, Malign points is going to be like an event for this entire year. And so this is the, yes, this this the first impression. campaign cycle is sort of coming to an end. And the end of which was a whole bunch of crazy stuff happened. And it all ended with everyone marching into the realm of death and freeing a whole bunch of souls. Uh, so the effects this are for the last week of the campaign if you're playing Order, Chaos, or Destruction, so one of the three forces that assaulted the Death Faction, uh, at the start of the game, Mm -hmm. you can pick one of your heroes, they get plus one wound, and they can reroll ones to hit, because that represents them being an old hero's soul reborn. Which is pretty cool. That's nice. Yeah. Yep. But I'm pretty sure this is also a sort of a, a neat narrative loop into the Warhammer Legends program, which they announced at Adepticon, which is they're giving rules for all the old named characters for Age of Sigma. Yes. Uh, yes, they are. They're not for matched play, they're for narrative and open play only, technically, but, mm-hmm. really exciting news, they're also doing these big waves of mate order models, so they're starting with Dark Elves, super cool. Um, brilliant. Yeah, and they're bringing out rules for all the old models uh <laughs> that is awesome and, yeah i think that's well, yeah, how because
0: if, yeah, if yeah because if you look at if, if you look in the dark elves uh pdf mm. for age figsma obviously if you bought if you had something like Mal- the old malaketh mm. on his dragon model he he's just a lord on a dragon yeah. you know if you yeah. look at him you know he's not actually malaketh whereas at least now mm. there's a chance that you know that'll happen now where you can have him as a an old lord that is brilliant yeah, it's genius really, idea really
1: cool um so, in other Maligned Importance news, that's basically the update. The, camp- the current campaign is wrapping up and sort of tying itself into the mm-hmm. Warhammer Legends. Uh, some more short stories have come out, and things with Slaanesh are getting a lot iffier. Because, <laughs> there was one short story which was just Marathi and Malarians, you know, having a mother and son chat, um, while they yep. were just extracting souls from Slaanesh, and apparently, it's getting a lot harder to get him to spit up more souls. So Slash mm-hmm. Slanesh has gotten less full to the point where he's holding on more effectively, I guess. But yeah. Malerion has picked up on the fact that Marathi has been siphoning extra souls off and that the balance is about to break. And Marathi pulls her, oh, I did it all for you. You know, we need to get as many Dark Elves <laughs> back as we can, et cetera. Et cetera. <laughs> to be fair, Malarian seems to be a little bit afraid of her. He understands her in-game statistics. Uh... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, when she goes to beast yeah, mode. <laughs> uh, because
1: he he sort of accepts this and backs down, but they've got some good dialogue together. There's this great bit about um Marathi using treachery as the justification for an initial betrayal. Like, she, so she's like, we need more Dark Elves. All these Slaneshi warriors are invading the Realm of Shadow. And is like, so using the fact that they're here because of you, you're using that to justify why you're doing the thing which brought them here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I love about Murphy yeah.
0: and Nagash to a degree as well they're just two characters that like they just they know what they need to do to get mm. it done they're sort of, they're not, they don't just sit around, just, you know, twiddling their yeah. thumbs. they they're, they're so corrupt in their own way just for, to get what they mm. want. But they're brilliant as well. They always can conco- got, concoct these little plans in their own little way. Like just what you're saying about Nagash, mm. where, you know, what he's, you know, he's plotting a trap. Of course he's plotting a <laughs> trap. He doesn't, you know, everything he does has got a reason for it. I mean, and the same with Marathi, mm. you know, she's so bitter and, you know, and power-hungry because of where she is, and it's brilliant. She would just do anything yeah, to, to yeah. you know, get everything on her side. It's yeah, brilliant, really it, good. Those two great. characters, um,
1: and the conversation sort of more or less wraps up with Marathium Relarian agreeing that it's more or less time to give up on Sigma and a lot of the rest of the, a lot of the rest of the Order faction, and then the soul they were extracting has been listening to this entire conversation and manages to talk when they mention Techless. It goes, you know, Techless. And they both just look at it like, do you think it hurt all of that? And is like, yes, I think it did. And Marathi's like, okay, I'm just going to throw it back into Slanesh. And I'm like, oh God, okay. <laughs> you know how rough it is in there.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was teacher for eavesdropping. Yeah. Get back in there. Get back in his um, belly. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. And the, the conclusion to that short story is essentially time is really running out on the whole extracting souls from Slanesh deal. Marathi and Malarian know this. Teclas and Tyrion don't seem to know this, so it's it's. I'm assuming it's leading up to like a big Slaanesh reveal and release later in the year, yeah, which I'm absolutely. really hoping for. I would love that so much, because they're like, you know, <laughs> we've got less than a few years before Slaanesh busts his way out of this thing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's gonna really happen. exciting. Um, And the fact that the Malign Porns aren't over, and they specifically talk about all these weird points in that short story as well... Hopefully, gives a lot more weight to that argument because I just really want a good Sinesh release. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I, I
0: I think it's uh, let's let's keep it straight here. Yeah. It's going to happen, isn't it? Yeah. I think oh, with yeah. everything else that we've seen and what we've talked about so far, Sinesh is going to get a big push. It's, oh, yeah. c- it's coming soon, or mm. you know, in the short to mid term future. Mm. Um, they're building up to it, and um, you know all the you know all this rumors previous of is going to be got rid of and no they 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 know what they're doing yeah it's an yeah. coming and going to come big i think as well yeah. it's leading up to it <laughs> and obviously it keeps people like you cameron happy mm. <laughs> oh yeah yeah absolutely look
1: i just want i just want all the chaos gods to be treated equally you know yeah nurgle's been exactly. having nurgle's been having a lot of the spotlight lately corn he could really use has. a little more attention zina zinch has had a bit of attention and he keeps winning tournaments huh. so he's probably okay yep but poor yeah, that's old why. Sinesh has been left out since like fifth edition has just not gotten yeah. anything new since then more or less. So yeah. Yeah. It's about time. I think,
0: I, I, I think as well is probably what, again, going from a business point of view, I think that because of obviously the way that some of the Sinesh miniatures look mm-hmm. and obviously the, sexualized side of them they're probably deciding how to make them look yeah, in, yeah. in reality as well you know yeah. like similar to you know because obviously it, it's very doable look well, what they do with the daughters yeah, you know exactly. they look fantastic they mm-hmm. don't do look sexualized as mm-hmm. such so um, at least I think that's probably what they're doing like with the demonettes and, yeah and all yeah. the other things that are going to come I'm so really so probably
1: really looking forward to it I can see like a really good seven deadly sins theme going on because that's what slashes mm. Slash all different kinds of vice and you know yep. excess yeah. Anyway, you know, more news when <laughs> more news when about that when more news about that is available. Hopefully, in exactly. the next few months, we got some more confirmation. Like a lot of people are pegging it for like January next year, around the same time the big novel release this year and last year was. So we'll see. Yes, we'll see. Uh- <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Excellent. Cool. Um, um, and then I think the last Age of Sigmar thing is the Age of Sigmar Champions, yeah. which is going to be a trading card game of some sort. Mm. Um, VR compatible don't know really <laughs> it's what sorry
1: apparently it's VR compatible
0: oh is it oh okay I didn't know that yeah. oh, okay or
1: something like that yeah um, yeah, yeah. No. So, it looks nice
0: interesting I'm, in, I'm interested yeah. to see how see it, how it how plays it's... out yeah <laughs> um, I think uh, the last bit mm. is you want to touch on the Jukari
1: so yeah they will probably be going up for pre-order this weekend but yes we've had this full long week of previews and they look incredible oh my yes. god so a lot of people had i'm gonna say apprehensions about how Drukari would fare under the detachment system that works in 40k at the moment because you know yep. it rewards taking a couple big detachments that give you big command point bonuses and it doesn't reward you taking say a ton of patrol or a ton of vanguard detachments which work that's right better yep. for drukhari so Drukari have rules technically therefore narrative and open play rather than match play because a lot of tournaments only let you have three to four detachments but mm-hmm. if you have i think it's if you have three or more patrol detachments you get an extra four command points if you have wow eight or more okay. you get an extra eight command points or something like that so wow. it rewards you taking all these tiny fractions of a faction and making them work together mm-hmm. as a raiding party and that's awesome yeah and to build to build that out we've seen this through the previews this week uh there are a ton of different options you know like space marines have all their different chapters Drukari already broken down more because there are the cabals there are the uh homunculus covens and there, there are the witch cults so there's already three subdivisions mm-hmm. there and people were worried we'd get you know a set of rules for each this is what you get if you play a cabal this is what you get if you play a homunculus coven this is what you get if you play a witch cult no you get three or four options for each.
0: <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, they. I No, fair play. Because I think. Do you think they're actually going to do the same with Harlequins to a degree? Uh, when that codex comes out? Maybe.
1: Like, Har- Harlequins are a little less subdivided in that they're just kind of split themselves into big troops. Mm. But I'm sure there'll be lots of different troops available to. Uh, I'm sorry,
0: I'm thinking more with the, the command points uh, and attachments. Yeah, side rewarding of
1: taking, like, numerous small detachments. Uh, hopefully. Yeah. It seems like really yeah. really sort of everything we've seen with the Drukari stuff so far, or the Dark Elder stuff so far, has been really, really flavorful as well as quite strong. Yep. Um <laughs> They've not talked about any weaknesses, <coughs> but they've also not mentioned saves or toughness. So we're everyone is assuming they're still toughness three with a five plus save. That's why they're balanced. Yeah, um, much so. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, there are several cabals that you can choose from. Each have different bonuses. You know, I think one is if you're in vehicles, you shoot better, things like that. Um, there are three different homunculus covens that each give a different set of bonuses. Uh, there are three different witch covens that each give a different set of bonuses. And the way I'm seeing this in a tournament play is you would do tournaments, three detachments is what you get. So you would take three. Uh, oh god, what's it called? It battalion? Yeah. Uh, you would, you would take three battalion detachments. You take one cabal, one homunculus, one witch, uh, detachment for each, just to get them the most out of that, out of that mix. And then the entire army is about dropping in precisely, shooting everything to death and then jumping out as far as I can tell.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Um, there's, there's just so many things like, um, their blasters for scourges are up to D6 damage. This is a D3 damage now. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, you've got Splinter Axe back on vehicles, so if you've got a bunch of troops shooting from an open-top transport, they will do a ton of damage. Oh, There's uh, one of... I think it's one of the Witch Covens gives flying vehicles plus three inches of movement and lets them re-roll charges or something like that. So, like, nice. bike armies are going to be ridiculous for uh, Dark mm-hmm. Elder, everything like that. Oh, th- There's just so much, and it's all so... It feels really thematic. Oh, do you know what they also get? Uh, they're doing a Daughters of Cain, they're getting stacking buffs depending on how many turns it's been, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. Because there's a Warlord yeah, like trait that to the... up the turn count by one, effectively.
0: That's cool. Mm.
1: Oh. Yeah. And Warlord traits. Uh, to further represent the fractious nature of Drukari, each Detachment's leader can have a Warlord trait, but only one counts as a Warlord for the purposes of, like, victory points and things. Which right, Yeah. yeah. Which okay, is really interesting. that's interesting. Yeah, so if yeah. you take a Cabal detachment as your main detachment and you still want to take a Witch and Homunculus detachment, it's okay because you don't lose access to those Witch and Homunculus warlord traits. And if you want to spend the extra command that's points, really you good. can also get their artifacts that c- and things like that. Yeah.
0: I can imagine you're getting some really good combinations going. Oh, yeah. Mm. There are some great stuff. I really want to see that codex. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like a, a popular one for the uh-huh. homunculus looks like it'll be you get an extra D3 command points at the start of the game and you can re-roll any one die related to your, to that homunculus warlord at one point in the game. Mm. So we'll see. But there's going to be so many good things. Oh, I'm not, I'm yes. not even a dark elder player. I've never played them. I'm probably never going to, but it's super exciting to see how different this codex is to all the other previous ones Mm. and well i think i
0: think like you said they're learning like like you said where they're using the same thing as the daughters of Cain. they're obviously i mean i suppose this is the slight downside when you're near the start of codexes or battle tomes where, you know, obviously they get a bit, they often get a bit better where they add stuff, you know, where they learn stuff and they add it, you know, so if you're at the start, you're sort of a bit neglected. And then obviously all the the newer codexes get slightly better stuff, not always, but to a degree. And, you know, but then to me, there's nothing wrong with them when they revise them later down the line Mm. anyway so to bring it up to speed but i think this is great it just creates more flexibility i mean again going back to when we're talking about the imperial knights you know that's just going to be such a different force to to use compared to others and you know i mean it's just that you're going to get some amazing combinations yeah Uh, i think that's always good you know i mean match you know from all things match play you know you have to consider your options a bit more Mm. if you're a competitive player but if you're into your open or narrative it just, you know, it just makes it fun. Yeah. You know, to me, that's what I, you know, ever have ever played. I, I just, I'm not competitive. I like just a fun mm-hmm. game. And if you can make these really cool scenarios with really cool rules, it's all good. Yeah. yeah. It really is.
1: Exactly. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so, I think that was all of the news
1: <laughs> it, took, it, took, it took a little while, uh, but we got through
0: yes, as we thought
1: <laughs>
0: uh, so yeah. yeah we're gonna we're going to take a quick break because mm. it 's definitely needed um and then when we come back we 're going to talk about the age of the dark imperium. Ooh. Hello, and welcome back uh we 're now just going to get into the uh, main bit of the show, our little lore point. Uh, so for this episode, we decided to talk about the age of the Dark Imperium. Uh, so in 40k, so that's basically the current situation in the Warhammer, unit, Warhammer 40k Universe. Sort of how it's you know how we've been brought to you know the current year. How is it? Yeah. What sort of happened? Uh, sort of basically for this eighth edition. So, uh, oh. like I said, this will be a sort of a general overview. We're not going to yeah. go. Too, too in depth because otherwise we will literally be here forever. Um, and we'll cover it on future episodes as well. So, this is just for sort of just give everyone a bit of a idea of what's been happening, what are the key events, um, yeah. and yeah. sort of just, yeah, just talk about those sort of things. So, yeah. um, exciting
1: stuff.
0: <laughs> yes. So, first bit we'll talk about is the 13th Black Crusade and the destruction of Cadia. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. For anyone who doesn't know, so basically, the third, the Black Crusades are led by <coughs> Abaddon, the Despoiler. We'll call him Abaddon. Some people call him yeah. Abaddon, little baby <laughs>
1: Horus. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: from the Horus Heresy, and uh, yeah. So basically, he's the the you know effectively the Chaos War Master at the moment. Uh, he's been in the Eye of Terror for a long time, and yep. he's been performing these Black Crusades upon the Imperium. To uh, yep. you know, basically get his own way, um, and obviously this is now the thirteenth one, which I think I, from I believe this is the second thirteenth one. I could be wrong. I did yeah, read that. Yeah, there's but, been
1: but, there's been a little bit of sort of oh god, what's the what's the term for it? Um, re uh, Retconned. recon, oh. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Because initially the twelve the twelve initial Black Crusades in older 40k lore were complete failures and then they went actually no he's a tactical genius and this is what he was doing uh ah. yes <laughs> yeah yeah so
0: uh so yeah so basically abaddon is generally with every black crusade he's targeting the planet of cadia now the planet of cadia is a imperial world near the eye of terror which mm. is uh, considered one of the major planets uh within the imperium because primarily it is in a, inadvertently holding back the Eye of Terror, yeah. so from uh, letting all the chaos spill out into the mm. into the um, Imperium. Um, so this Thirteenth Black Crusade uh, is the largest Chaos attack since the Horus Heresy. So the Civil War that happened uh, quite a few years before, just a little bit before, yeah, just a little bit before. Yeah. Yeah, little <laughs> before. Uh, even though it seems like that, it only seems like yesterday back in the day um so yeah this is the largest chaos attack um where basically uh, abaddon you know he's he's got his tactics on, on he's got his he's got his game book ready on this he's got his game plan um he's not you know he's had 12 fa- like you said he's had 12 failures he's like <laughs> right now i'm going to get it right this time so um he, they start with a, a chaos attack on cadia now cadia responds you know, which used because it's, at this point it's used to the uh, chaos attacks, and, but things already start going slightly awry, um, when there's a betrayal, um, from the Volscani Cataphracts, which is what one of their elite units, um, basically turns on the rest of the, uh, guardsmen and uh, imperial forces on Cadia, um, which obviously, Causes a bit of trouble. Um, yeah, just a little. From the, just a little. Uh, so, obviously, he gets them off on, onto the back foot already. Now, um, you've got uh, Usaka Creed. Um, uh, Creed. Basically, one the... Creed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, great name. <laughs> uh, he basically, uh, you know, through his tactics and his troops, he basically f- fights back the... Oh, sorry, pushes back the mm. first this first initial chaos assault. They're like, okay, we're used to chaos. Here they come again. But yeah, you know, they they repel it as they yeah. are used to doing it. Um, and at this point, the there's the uh, Chaos Lord Ercanthos, who is uh, one of the big um, sort of people under Abaddon, who gets killed by uh, Living Saint Celestine at this point as well. Yeah. So so um, uh, so it, the Chaos forces, you know, already having a bit of issue straight away. But this is just a little just a little precursor to what's about to happen. Yeah. So um, basically the aim uh, for Abaddon is they're targeting the Acadian uh, pylons. Now, the Acadian pylons are these huge structures that I think from the lore about a, a kilometre tall by a kilometre yeah. wide under, underground. They're basically huge uh, monolith structures. Uh, buildings that are basically have been there since the Necrons. Um, yeah. And basically they hold back the tide of chaos. They're holding back the Eye of Terror. That's why Cadia is such an important uh, planet. Now, obviously, <coughs> Abaddon is realising at this point that if we get rid of these pylons, we can sort out Cadia. We can get to Terror. That's, yeah. that's yeah. his game plan. Um, and so, the, so like I said, so the aim is to destroy them and um be through this um because at this point um cool so arch magos mm. belisarius cool has arrived and he is um been tinkering with the pylons for a while he's been trying to get his head around him, understand the technology because like i said this is alien xenos technology and so basically he uses them to shut off the chaos uh retreat so he's you know he's he's turned them on they're fully yeah. powered up <clears throat> they've and they're, and and if in what's really cool is they actually it's actually starting to shrink the eye of terror as well oh. at this point so which is cool um from, well from the imperius point of, <laughs> <Imperium's> <laughs> point of view um so obviously you know at this point abaddon's like okay I didn't uh, anticipate this <laughs> so he gets his plan b out at this point which is uh where he takes his um Blackstone Fortress, which is called The Will of Eternity, um, which is made of blackstone, which is a a material that uh, (laughs) has a habit of overloading pylons. Mm. So he basically deliberately crashes it like a a comet. Mm. He crashes it into Cadia. Which, as you can imagine, has a massive impact on the planet. So you're getting <laughs> tidal waves. you got the tectonic plates are shifting. You've got volcanoes erupting. You know, literally the whole, yeah. all the elements are going crazy at this point. Um, which, basically, in turn, because of the this crash and the crater that's been caused by it, it causes all the pylons to to basically, you know, go just shut down. They just yeah. they just can't yeah. handle the amount of blackstone here which obviously is opening the gate now for the, the Chaos Hordes to come through. So, yep, yep. so basically, this, you imagine this, this this beam of light has been aiming towards the uh, Eye of Terror. It's then stopped, and now the Eye of Terror expands back to, well, the size it was, and then expands a bit more. Um, and then, like I said, all the demons are basically unleashed, and, and they're fully powered demons as well. Mm. What I mean by that is they've... Prior to this, when they've gone from the immaterium to the materium, they're never at their full power, whereas now these are in quote marks proper demons. You know, they're fully <laughs> powered, they're they're in the real world, um, mm. which obviously is you know spelling doom uh for Acadia. So basically Cadia at this point, uh Creed is sorting out a massive evacuation of whoever's left. Uh, because I think initially there's about 850 million people on Cadia, whereas now yeah. there's about 3 million. <laughs> you know, this is a big planet, but there's about 3 million left now mm-hmm. at this point. Um, and basically, sort of like the evacuation, uh, and Cadia just falls apart. It literally yeah. just implodes in on itself yeah. from everything. So, um, and then this is basically given Abaddon the what's co- he calls the Crimson Path, which is basically the path mm-hmm. from the Eye of Terror to Holy Terror, yeah. um, where the Emperor is. So, yes, that's the big, the first big event. Um, uh, Cameron, do you want to talk about um, Reboute?
1: Yes, Reboute Guillemont. Uh, Reboute. Reboute. I always think he should be pronounced with um, a, a really French accent. He should be. He should, <laughs> Reboute. Yeah, it should be. Uh, Reboute, or something like that. <laughs> really, really lay it on, but everyone goes, yes. oh, no, he's Reboute Guillemont. And I'm like, okay. I guess. <laughs> Reboute. <laughs> Reboute. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, Gilliman had a rough time during the Horus Heresy, and then a rougher time <laughs> immediately thereafter, because he, he was kind of just, you know, dad's nearly dead, they put him in the giant life support throne, I guess I've gotta take control of the entire Imperium for now, and also chase down all my, all my traitor brothers, etc., you know, get, get rid of all of them. Um, and, uh, he, he got into a duel with Fulgrim and Fulgrim poisoned him and cut his throat, and more or less beat, you know, ten, t- ten kinds of ever-living hell out of him. Uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> uh, to, the, to the point where that Gilliman more or less died, uh, to be honest. like he, he was put in a stasis pod, but for 10,000 years, everyone was pretty sure that he was dead in there. Uh, you know, no vital signs, nothing. Um, I believe it was Belisarius Cole managed to get him Back together, more or less, you know. <laughs> Pieces in back together. Yeah,
0: yeah I mean, basically, yeah. It's, it, through the evacuation, you've got um, uh, G- uh, sorry, call and mm. uh, you've from the yes, uh, yeah. the elder, the uh, you, yeah, yeah, from the elder, mm. um, the new elder, new elder, <laughs> <laughs> the Unari. The mm. um, they basically lead him them back to uh, Macragh, and they have to convince. Um, magnus kalgar mm. and obviously all the ultramarines like yeah we need to get to his body yeah and they're like uh no <laughs> um but then luckily at this point chaos attack mm. so they sort of basically uh realize that something's going down at this point so the unari and the imperial forces you know get rid of the chaos yeah. forces and they're like right no really we need to get to to uh Rabute. yeah we've got something to do to him so yeah it's basically it's uh, from what i've read it's a combination of giving him some cool new armor yeah and 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 the power of the elder elder um, elder god yeah is through your vein is resident basically
1: yeah. i i think the big issue was um the poison which in the actual dark period novel he talks about he still has like slight pains left from it every now and again yeah. yeah um and yeah then the armor is just Cole was like no you need some you need some fancier clothes man yeah <laughs> he can't be, can't be ruling the Imperium in anything less than this triple XL size shoulder pads. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: not one size fits all. <laughs> no, no, made to order these are. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, but they, they've essentially bring, bring him back from death slash the very brink of death and, uh, mm-hmm. he's not happy about it. But, uh, <laughs> He's, you know, what have I missed? What of I is, oh, I've missed ten thousand years of everything I spent my entire life working for, slowly des- devolving into some kind of crude backwards culture. Like, again, we're not talking about the actual Dark Imperium novel itself, but the entire Dark Imperium novel. Whenever Rabute is in, he's basically like, oh God, I hate this gothic architecture everywhere. What is this? He really, does. <laughs> he, what is yeah, this?
0: he does actually. <laughs> Yeah, but like I said, we're not talking about the book directly, but there is bits in the novel where he's basically saying like how crude the, like I said, the art, mm. the little cherub, Oh yeah. you know, the the, he hates the, the, the um, you know, all the, anything to do with the mechanicus he hates, yeah, and yeah, he just he's like, back in my day, it wouldn't have liked, he wouldn't have looked like this, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's pretty great. He, he's a very crotchety old man, but with good reason. Um, like yeah. he's missed a lot, and in the time everything has gotten really messed up like during during the great crusade the imperium as a whole was pretty well organized everything yeah. worked off you know a, sa- a similar basic calendar similar basic currencies and things like that um and then 10,000 years later again drawing from the dark imperium novel they're not actually sure what year it is it could only be <laughs> no, they it don't. could only be the year 39,000 or it could be the year 42,000 no one's sure anymore and Gilliman is trying to sort of piece the entirety of history back together and create, yeah. create like a reliable historical narrative. And he's having a tough time with that. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, basically he's, he, it feels like. He with one hand he's writing orders like yes yeah, go go take on that planet and the other hand is or the other hand he's got a book yeah. him reading and trying to catch up on what's happened in yeah. the last ten thousand years because yeah. <laughs> he's so behind
1: and, you know it's you know you should burn these other people their calendar is two and a half seconds off my calendar the heretics <laughs> 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 and he's just he's just so sick and tired of like the the grim dark of Warhammer forty k which is Really funny to me on some level, but like yeah, kind of tragic as well. Yeah, because like it was better before the Ooh. heresy; it was so much better.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose it, it's like I imagine it's just on his part. It's just a massive amount of frustration oh, yeah. that things have got to the level, and he's seeing like, all the things they've worked towards, and he's probably frustrated because it's. Really down to his own brothers and, you know, his own sons, you know, through the Horus heresy. It's just, he's just pro frustrated that, like, what, what, all the things we try to achieve is just gone for nothing. And look at the state of things now. You know, and yeah. he's, uh, he, but it's just the fact he's picking apart little things mm. like the architecture yeah. and the, the the designer things. Yeah. He, he's a, he's a lot. He's got a lot of rage in him man, oh, compared yeah. to his heresy version or pre heresy version. He's he was more level at that point. Whereas now he's prone to Temper. as you find with the fight with Fulgrim yeah. as well. He's really <laughs> he's getting really angry. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's and I suppose ultimately he he ends up having a meeting with the emperor, because yeah. um, obviously now he's back in town. He's like, right, I'm taking mm. charge. He, he has a he has a chat with the emperor, which no one knows yeah. about what he's discussed. Yeah. You know, it's just between him and his well, father. We, we get um, implications
1: from his thoughts about it, but that's about it.
0: Yes, yeah, but you don't know exactly wow. what what is said. It's, it's so just a, an implied, I
1: know. yeah. yeah tell us i I really like how it's described as well because it's like you know the emperor now no now no longer clothed in flesh has none of his previous subtlety (laughs) like yes the the emperor made people love him you know he was charming and he was powerful and Mm -hmm. he was interesting to be around and now as a corpse on a throne he is just as powerful and he's just as knowledgeable but he's Given up the pretense of like attempting to win people over to his side, and he's just blasting orders <laughs> into people yeah. who meet with him, which at the moment only appears to be Gilliman. Um, yeah. yeah, and sort of you know the the confirmation for him that you know he the Primarchs were not the Emperor's sons; they were just tools made to be used and then thrown away. Um,
0: well, that's what that's what gets touched upon in a lot of the novels, yeah. that, especially the ones around the Primarchs, is that they. Like I said, are they tools or were you know? Did he love them as sons Mm. or did he just abuse not abuse them, but did he manipulate Mm. them to just do what has his bit? You know, it's I don't know. Depends on which side of you know what you on the fence you're on about that. According to Gillum, they were
1: absolutely tools, but (laughs) yes, which you can see. I can Mm. I can believe
0: that. You know, because you're not seeing things to really massively contradict mm. that it's sort of you know they do look like tools and, and the way he's acting and now even with back, Baki thinking I think he probably realises he's a tool he's like you know what don't worry dad I'll sort yeah. this out I know you're going to tell me to do it anyway but I'll do it <laughs> and obviously he gets declared Imperial Commander of the Imperium yeah how many um, imp- or the Imperial many regent?
1: Imperials can you fit into your title? <laughs>
0: yes, the Imperial Commander of the of the Imperium or the Imperial Regents. Regent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> imperial imperial <laughs> Imperium Imperium. <laughs> emperor Emperor, good, good. So yeah, he <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I mean basically he Initially, obviously, the High Lords of Terror, who have mm. been pretty apart from the Emperor, they've been pretty much running the show whilst, oh, yeah. um, has been, uh, having a, a doze for 10,000 years. So they're obviously not particularly happy that he's no, back really. in that, in some cases, because they're thinking, um, we're in charge. Um, and then obviously, what does ha- help in a mm. weird way is there's a, a, um, second battle of Terror, yep. where it's basically when, before is about to do his, um, indominus crusade uh the terror gets attacked by corn uh, yeah. um and so through him the ultramarines the adeptus custodes and the sisters of silence they basically repel uh, the corn attack but obviously that's good it, it, even though obviously it's not a good thing but from rebute's point of view it's good because it makes the high lords realize that mm. they're out they, they're out of oh, their depth yeah. basically yeah. <laughs> the gilliman needs to take over and you know take charge and sort things mm. out so Big RG is yeah. back. <laughs> I mean, actually, you from a um, lore and and I suppose from a mm. gaming point of view, what's your thoughts about them bringing back um, Gulliman in general?
1: So, like, um, I, I took a fairly long gap from Warhammer and Warhammer Forty Thousand, mm. and yeah, I'm. I, I, It was always such a thing in, like, all the novels and all the codexes and all the new editions, like, back before, God, I guess, the last couple of years, but everything was coming to a point at 999M41. You could not... You were not allowed to write... (laughs) Zero zero one M four two. It was impossible. Never allowed to say it. Like even in, even in the fan communities, it was like a little taboo. Like we can't. Go, we have to go before that. We can't go. We can't go predict the future and all that kind of stuff. Um, it it was the setting was becoming stagnant. I think is what it was. You know, they wanted to inject things mm-hmm. into it. They want to spice things up, but they couldn't because they had given themselves this arbitrary endpoint, which was. It's Warhammer 40,000. We can't make it Warhammer (laughs) 41,000, effectively. Um, And then then coming back, like, I had heard all kinds of things. Like, you know, there are these Primaris Marines and Reboot Gilliman's back. I'm like, oh, cool. Well, they're really getting a lot done in Uh, (laughs) 999-M41. That was literally my thoughts was like, oh, wow. Yeah, like, this is really the point. This is like, everything is coming to a head. And then... I like just recently started actually looking to them. I'm like, oh, oh, th- there's been change and progress and they've moved the story forward in meaningful ways and it's allowing all this new stuff to come forward. Like, uh, you know, we were talking earlier about this glut of codexes that are coming out <laughs> because like <laughs> there is this now, there is now this creative space for Games Workshop as a company to create, you know, to make new and interesting things, to test new and out there ideas that you couldn't do before because it was set in stone. You couldn't go past 999 M41 and everything before mm-hmm. that was yep. excruciatingly detailed already. It had all been done every <laughs> yeah, single yeah. day of every year of the last 10,000 years had something happening, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> very <laughs> true. No very room true. to
1: squeeze anything in at all. and. They've opened up this massive creative space. They've made meaningful changes to the setting. You know, Primarch's returning, both in the forms of the Demon Primarchs and Reboot Gilman so far. And I'm hoping for more on both sides. I would love to see, you know, Russ, Vulcan, Jagatai Khan, oh, maybe yes. even the Lion coming for, like, the loyalist oh, side. That'd be and amazing. then, of course, I want mm. a Fulgrim. I want a Fulgrim very badly.
0: Oh, more than I would anything. Also, he's he's yeah, my favorite. I, I would also I love, love you know, a
1: Lorgar and an Angron as well would be awesome uh because you know they're, they're yeah. all demon princes they should they should
0: come yeah. with some awesome models um yeah I, and i wouldn't rule yeah, it out to yeah, be exactly. honest it, i think any of it is possible like what you're saying i suppose to be fair it's similar to the i know we're going slightly off on mm-hmm. tangent here but it's like it's similar to age of sigma where they you know i know they did a massive reset button yeah. on that whereas on this they've not done a reset button as such but they've just pushed everything forward going, mm. right Things are getting a bit stagnant now. Let's move it forward, potentially up to yeah. two hundred years yeah. forward, depending yeah. on which timeline yeah. you're looking at. <laughs> Here you go. Let's have the Primarchs back. Mm. Let's bring them. You know, let's let's mix it up a bit. Let's move it forward because then it gives everything creative freedom. Yeah. It, it means they can introduce new characters. It means they can int- do new novels. Mm. Mm. Uh, they can bring certain Primarchs back. The uh, yeah. yeah, they yeah. can do what they want. Really. So I, yeah. I don't blame it, them for doing it. It
1: honestly right. feels so fresh and new. I love it. Also. Calling, Definitely. calling now. Jagatai Khan coming out next year as an Eldari faction member, not as an Imperium member. Uh,
2: <laughs> oh! He went
1: driving off. You heard he it went here first. Off into the webway. He's coming back. <laughs> yeah.
0: Wow. Now that cool that one. Yeah. Right. Okay.
1: <laughs> we'll find out.
0: Right. Okay. So he, he will fi- Yeah, we will. Uh. Right. Where are we going? Right. So yeah. So so Rabute is yep. back. Yep. Um, so yeah, we'll touch upon the. The Great Rift. Ooh, yeah. So, that's come about. This is a big, <laughs> literally a big thing that's uh, that's come about. This is the Cicatrix, Cicatrix the Maledictum. maledictum. Yeah. Yes, but I'm going to call it yeah, Great Rift. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just come about. Um, basically, it's a massive, huge tear in reality, and it's, in essence, a massive warp yeah. storm. Um, it's like it, it, the age the eye of terror is nothing oh, in yeah. comparison this is huge this is literally divided the, the um period. the galaxy yeah. Of, yeah it's just literally almost torn in two um it's basically it's been it's come about following the destruction of cadia which we spoke about a minute ago and the 13th black mm. crusade um there there's a few possible causes for it um it's not actually a, as, far, as far as we know an actual definitive one um obviously possible causes are you've got the blown pylons from Arcadia yeah. uh, this isn't you know they were holding everything back and everything's gone <laughs> up and just blown up um uh potentially caused by magnus the yeah. red uh, the Primarch of the thousand suns uh need the the new eldar mm. mordari god uh rising coming back uh or oh, the other uh, main one is that it's a possible the Chaos Gods' reaction to uh, Gulliman's coming yeah, back. You know, so they're like, right. So, but it's one or possibly a combination mm. of these mm. things. We don't know, yeah. but stuff the is stuff going is down. Really going down. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, it's basically divided the Imperium in half. Um, it's I, one thing I think is really cool about it as well is it's known as quite there's quite a few different names. Mm. It's got cool, obviously known as the Crimson Path, which I yeah. said a minute ago. The Mouth of Ruin, which could have been our podcast name yeah. if we had chosen it, rather than Realm and Ruin. We could have called it the, the Mouth of Ruin. Um, that's us. We're the Mouths of Ruin. Um, well, we yeah, are, <laughs> technically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one of us is great. The other yeah. one is Rift. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it's uh, it's also known as the Warp Scar, mm-hmm. which is another cool name. Um, you got the Dathodean Um or my favourite, Gork's grin. <laughs> of course the Orcs would say it. <laughs> which
1: that. sounds like a which sounds like a which sounds like yeah. a bar. <laughs> of course the Orcs
0: would call do it. You want that. To, do you want to drink at Gork Gorks Goring. Grin? <laughs> <laughs> uh also the Tau Empire, it's known as the Devourer of Hope. Yeah. Which is uh quite negative well, of that. They've, um, they've had a rough time with it. <laughs> they have actually. They certainly have. So so yeah, so this rift has literally torn the Imperium in half. Now off the back of that, <coughs> excuse me, um, you've got what is known as the Blackness, which is the Noctis uh, Eterna, or Aeterna, yeah. I don't That's how you pronounce that. I um, so we'll call it yep, the Blackness. Yep. Um, so this is basically because the Imperium is now in half. Um, obviously, it's now basically cut the two sides off yeah, from of each other. Yeah. Things have gone weird, basically. So you've got um, the first sort of signs of things going up happening apart from obviously the gray rift uh is you had fleets of space hulks literally vomited mm-hmm. <laughs> into the into space so they all these you know husks of former uh spaceships have just come out of nowhere um the one that met the arguably the main thing is the astronomicon mm-hmm. uh as being is was cut yep. off for a certain amount of time due to this as well so basically the astronomicon is the is what's used for like warp travel warp mm-hmm. messages um you know the psychic yeah, beacon yeah. basically the one thing uh, that through holds the imperium the entire um,
1: together to be honest
0: yeah in essence yeah but, that's yeah. the reality of it it's their main source of yeah. communication and With, travel Without it, it um, takes and like basically to
1: 2000 years to send an email <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, literally. It's, 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 it's absolutely catastrophic for the Imperium. And like I said, it's now this, um, great rift has, has basically cut this off. Um, you've got huge warp yep. storms, you know, erratic, yep. beh- you know, erratic yep. weather, yep. as you would expect. Um, chaos is yep. pouring out of the rift and the eye terror as normal. Um, um, basically on holy terror, it lasted for 33 days. Mm. Um, but depending on where you were in the, you know in part of the galaxy, depending on how time was for so, so this blackout or the mm. blackness. Basically, for some, for some areas, it was a couple of days, so some it was literally felt like a couple mm. of years. You know, time is time and space, yeah, you know, has gone yeah. weird <laughs> basically. So, um, yeah, it's depending on where you are, um, which is be- which basically kicked off the Indominus Crusade, mm. which we'll talk about a bit later, um, and. The sort of the main thing, as we alluded to, with the astronomicon being down, um, this makes it sound like a server. <laughs> the astronomicon uh, has gone down. Got no reception um, here. <laughs> and exactly. Oh, I'll, I'll, just, I'll raise it above my head. <laughs> just
1: hold an astronaut. Um, <laughs> Go, you fool! <laughs> I've got fool, one bar.
0: Please.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so um, basically, the, the, obviously, the main thing that also happened because of that is that no, no one has any idea what yeah. happened. During yeah. this time, it's just gone. You know, no one's no one's keeping track of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, they weren't keeping track of things before, but particularly because of this, they just don't know what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Um. You basically even to the, some extreme examples, you've got like less than half of the Space Marine chapters are unaccounted yeah. for. They just don't. Know, they well, don't know where they are. They don't know yeah. what they're doing. It's, it's
1: crazy.
0: It's just gone. It's yeah. It's the, um yeah. Real, I mean, the thing times. is,
1: if you look at a galactic map for forty k now. This thing is taking up like a quarter to a third of the entire galaxy.
0: It is huge. It's this big purple, yeah, yeah. <laughs> blot on like, the map. You know, well, more half, than a
1: blot. Half of half of the space marine chapters are unaccounted for. What's the bet that most of them had their homeworld somewhere in there? That's yeah, why they're I, unaccounted. I for. Totally agree.
0: That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, they just <laughs> they've just been blotted out. It's, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy times in the uh, in the mm-hmm. galaxy. Um, and then it uh, also it mentions about the Nukmand Gauntlet, which is the only gap yeah. in the Rift near yeah. the Eye of it's the Basically, it's the only way they can sort of get yeah. through it to a degree, with, yeah. with a lot of yeah. hassle, admittedly. There is, um, I think um, there
1: is one other path, but that is Tau exclusive. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, we'll save yeah. that for another time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the off the back of that again is you've got what's called mm-hmm. the dark imperium which is obviously what the name of the yep. most recent box set yep. and the novel that's uh, focuses a, a lot problem. of this which is known as the, the <laughs> exactly uh it's known as the imperium Nihilus Nih- uh, yeah, so Nih- yeah. Nihilis, that's it um which is basically the really cut off mm. part mm. of the yeah. imperium Welcome. To so the ast- um if you imagine <laughs> it in two halves it's
1: <laughs> sorry just well, welcome to the australia of the imperium <laughs> It's this entire side. There's no service. <laughs> the weather's always weird. <laughs> no one comes to visit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yes, glad you said you. it. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, so basically the the main the main parts of this is the segmentum obscurus and the ultima yep. segmentum. These have basically been cut off. Um, the astronaut, like we said, the astronomican can't yep. get to it, too um, much and it's in a real it's too much. Yeah, they just literally just they just don't know what what's going on over there, um, and so following what we're going to talk about, which is the devastation of Baal, um, d- uh Dante the. Uh, chapter Master of the Blood Angels, is basically declared the regent mm. of the Dark yeah. Imperium. So he's basically been tasked with sorting it out over there <laughs> in oh. the oh. darkness. More power to so him. So not not a nice no. task for him to do. Uh,
1: I think, I think oh, out of anyone yeah. on that side, Dante's got a decent chance.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, he's been around for a long time. Is it yeah. 10,000 years? One of the oldest I can't remember how old he is. He's about that. Yeah, so he knows what he's got. He's ex- he's a bit experienced, <laughs> that lad. He knows what he's doing. Um, so um, yeah, Cameron, do you want to talk about the Indomitus Crusade?
1: Yeah, so um, basically, Raboot Gilliman is like, hey, I've got all these Primaris Marines, and it's really unfortunate, but all their assigned chapters are just, o- just over there, just past the fence, over that giant gaping hole in reality. <laughs> the <fence>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know we we need to get these boys home before curfew uh, so <laughs> yeah. c- come on my unnumbered sons let's go on a merry crusade to cross the channel at the top of the uh, to cross the channel at the top of the great rift and get all of you home to the dark imperium <laughs>
0: It's <laughs> making it sound like they're scub they're they're um, scouts or cubs. Yeah. Or like, come on, like like Rabute is just like a big scout leader. Like, come on, guys, we need to get you <laughs> come home.
1: On. If well, you if you do well, you can get your chapter, yeah. <laughs> your chapter badge. Teach you how to do some knots. <laughs> yeah. Your chapter badge. Yeah. Or your
0: your bolt rifle yeah, badge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah Marksman. Yeah, yeah.
1: Essentially, it's a crusade to first off clean up things in the Imperium proper a little bit. You know there's a lot of mess going on demons everywhere the tower setting up in one corner matarian and the death guard are setting up in another corner <laughs> like mm-hmm. people are just like oh that star system oh, it's not yours anymore i'm gonna i'm gonna sit here and build a small empire uh <laughs> there, there's a lot of there's a lot of chaos lower lower case c um and there's also a lot of chaos capital c oh, okay. yeah um <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, so it's sort of a mop-up mission on the way to deliver all these reinforcements to the Dark Imperium Um, and it's a big long campaign you know it's like Reboot's like oh Dante yeah I'll be right along with your 100,000 odd Primaris Marines for reinforcements 127 years later <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. They get there. <laughs>
0: See, we didn't forget you
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good. I mean I, yeah, I, seven I years I, mean, later. I know for someone who's been alive for as long as Dante has 127 years is like a drop. A drop in the drop in the earth. So it's a weekend. It's for a him. weekend to him. <laughs> but can you imagine being like one of the newer Blood Angels recruits? Like you're you're like you're in your late thirties, you've just you've just become a proper battle brother and you hear, Oh, thank thank the God Emperor the Primarch Reboot Gilliman's coming to help us all with reinforcements, and then you just wait, and you wait, and you're all the time you're knee deep in Tyranids, and you're waiting, and you're waiting <laughs> knee deep. In and then yeah, when yeah. you finally get promoted yeah. to company captain because literally everyone else is dead, then Reboot Gilliman shows up and says, "Oh, hey, am I in time?" <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you yeah. seem to have pretty it's much a bit You seem to have
1: pretty much handled this yourselves. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh i like that oh, i
1: like man. that a lot actually, yeah oh man, that's a thought <laughs> gilliman's never seen a tyrannid tyranid yet i guess
0: oh no i suppose he wouldn't have done actually yeah. no he wouldn't after his time Except, so, yeah oh he's in he's in for a world of oh, fun oh yeah then. that'll be
1: interesting
0: <laughs> yeah yeah which, which is funny considering his ultramarines have got their um have got their tyrannid. Yeah. Veterans yeah. as well, I mean, aren't they? <laughs> to
1: be fair, he was He's, technically yeah. he was technically there for that, I guess. But you know, just he
0: was probably distracted with other yeah, things. Yeah, just sitting
1: in stasis, <laughs> you know, the usual.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's true. Yeah, but I So yeah, so yeah. So yeah, sorry, I, I can just Cam.
1: imagine him coming out of stasis, like walking through one of the trophies. like, what are all of these? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've not seen what is we, that? We have an, like a yeah, we have an entire what building <laughs>
1: dedicated to what are these called? Carnifex heads? <laughs>
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) He's just he's he's probably looking at like librarian like or something to saying like Are you just collecting these? Have you just turned this room into like one of your little fancy collections? (laughs) No, Lord, Lord. we had like
1: five million of them and we couldn't burn them all. (laughs) 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 Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. No. Um, anyway, yeah. Oh, so the Indomitus Crusade is the fix things on our side, and then hopefully everything on the other side will be slightly better and ready for reinforcements by the time we get there. Uh, yeah. Yes. Big long fight. You know, it, it's a hundred. It's a hundred year crusade. You know, the Primaris that are fresh mm-hmm. recruits that have been in their stasis pods and have never known anything else. They're seasoned veterans at this point. The ones that are the primaris mm-hmm. ancients from the time of the heresy, they are real veterans at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but it's a good thing they got there because we've mentioned it already. Uh Baal has a bug problem.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it certainly has. So um so yeah, so basically uh Baal is the is the homeworld of the the current home world of the blood angels mm-hmm. chapter and it's basically been attacked by hive fleet the Yeah. Yes. Um so they, Baal is being defended by Lord Commander Dante mm-hmm. and it starts off with a few pre emptive strikes. So Dante, you know, he, like I said he's experienced, so he knows his tactics. Yep. So he starts initially taking out some of the smaller tyranid uh, ships that are circling above Baal. Um and while this is going on, he's basically calling the successor chapters yeah. from the blood angels. So you got like the flesh terrors and all those boys mm. coming back in. So, and including <laughs> some that have been uh, cut off yeah. by the, uh, by the Imperium mm. as well. So they basically all their, you know, all their successor chapters have been coming, answering this call. Yeah. So, Obviously, the Tyranids realize that they need to up their tactics because you know they're not stupid. Oh, no. yeah. So they they start sending huge waves mm. of troops and ships down. So and literally, wave I think it says nineteen waves yeah. in the uh, in the law. Uh, and basically, each wave is larger than the last one as well. Mm. So the, so the basically the Blood Angels and their successors are getting pummeled mm. at this point. They really are struggling to hold back these Tyranids, including I think five Chapter Masters yeah. die yeah. as well as well so it's you know they, they, they're taking a big beating at this point uh, and it comes to the conclusion where they have to basically retreat back to their fortress monastery mm-hmm. cause to make a last stand as such um, and they're on, they teetering on the, br- you know, on the brink here. But then, what does happen? The great rift appears yeah. right in the middle of yeah. the- when they're fighting, yeah. <laughs> which inadvertently ruins the high fleet up in space. Oh, yeah. It literally destroys most of the high fleet, the leviathan, mm. uh, which obviously the blood angels are very thankful yeah. for. Yeah. Um, while they're about to make make this last stand, um, and then. Also, just at this time, as you just alluded to, uh, Rebute and his uh, crusade arrive. Go, we're here. We're, you know, we're, what's yeah. going on? We brought
1: as many men as we could. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, so, basically, with the combination of the Great Rift taking out a lot of mm-hmm. the tyrannies, plus uh the the uh, crusade appearing. Uh, basically, they ta- you know they fight back and take out the last of the Tyranids because it's quite because fu- it's quite funny because obviously you can imagine the tyrannids are down on the planet and mm. they look up yeah. and then thinking it's their high yeah. fleet and it's actually the crusade appearing wow. because yeah. uh, obviously there's still a lot of but like I said there's a lot of bugs still down on mm. the planet yeah. itself. Um, so yeah, so basically it's good timing. Um obviously it encourages Ribute to give a lot of a lot of Primaris Marines to the yep, Blood Angels yep. and because like they're now very <laughs> depleted in their numbers and go, well, funny you say that. I've got my boys new boys yeah. here. Here, you can yeah. have some. Mm-hmm. Um The one thing that I did find interesting as well is the have you seen about the, the bloodthirster thing that on I think it's uh, on on Baal Prime, which is one of the moons. You know, um please tell me. there's um yeah, basically there's um yeah, on one of them there's two moons to Baal, um well, the main one is is Baal Prime, and basically they were wondering what happened to the rest of the Tyranids up up uh, up basically in space. Yeah. So they're thinking, hang on, well, yeah, the Great Rift took out a lot of them, but where's the rest yeah, of them? Yeah. There's you know, it wouldn't have taken out all of them. And basically there's all these skulls found <laughs> in a formation on Baal Prime which is connected to a bloodthirster, oh basically. So so yep. So there's, you know, something that could potentially go on there.
1: Is it, uh, is it the bloodthirster, um, the one saying that um, broke.
0: Uh I can't, I should have, <laughs> I should have looked yep. that up, actually. It might be, but, I wouldn't have uh, past
1: them. Uh, yeah. yeah,
0: I think it could be, actually, but um yeah, I'm sorry, I'm just, just trying just, to look <laughs> it up. Just a
1: subtle reminder, like, I'm still here, I'm waiting for that boy to come back yeah yeah <laughs>
0: yeah it's uh yeah it's um bloodthirster uh cabanda that, that sounds is the... like it i don't know
1: They're, they've all got names yeah. like that is the thing
0: um yeah it's to, yeah it's to do with the, it's the one to do with sanguineous bar look yeah. at it yeah so yeah so it's basically there's a there's a tie there so okay. that's, that's cool. cool so yeah so that's basically the the devastation of bar um which is also a novel yeah. so uh read it if I you would like um <laughs> yes its a good it's good I got it on my shelf it's um yeah so yeah so that's basically you know that is the you know there's there's more to yeah. cover in the age of the dark period but that is the general gist of what it's about at the moment and why things have happened and like we've alluded to I think it's really good that they've used this story to push it forward shake things up a bit mm. um I think if we cover it again because I think we are looking to plan to cover the actual Dark Imperium mm-hmm. novel and sort of go through that in a bit more depth. And also, I think it probably would be good in a future episode. We'll cover some of the other races as well, yeah. like what, what's happening with the um, the Eldari, the Tau, yeah. and you know, what, well, because obviously this is quite Imperium chaos focused, but then it was always going yeah. to be because <laughs> they're the big two players and yeah. everything. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So that's, that was the a nice little chat about Dark Imperium. Um, so we're just going to take our last little break. Uh, and then when we're back, we're going to talk about a little debate topic and we're going to ask, were the Thousand Suns really traitors? Ooh. All right. Welcome back from that last break. Uh, we're into the last little segment of the show, um, where we're going to do our usual debate topic. And this one is another 40k themed one. Uh, to go along with our theme for this episode uh so we're asking the question uh the thousand sons were they actually traitors which is a bit of a funny question because i suppose in theory we're looking at it you know (laughs) retrospectively uh (laughs) but it's more like the question is were they deep down were they actually traitors or you know is it just something through the Mm. events that have happened that made them traitors um, so we'll just give a little bit of background about the Thousand Suns and then we'll do our reasons for, reasons against, and our conclusion, alright? So, um, yeah. so yeah, the Thousand Suns, they are the 15th legion of the Space Marines from the original legions that were made, um, they are one of the, uh, the nine that converted to chaos eventually, um, led by, uh, Magnus the Red as their primarch, the, um, the red king that's what they call him <laughs> um yeah
1: red king <laughs> the crimson giant all kinds Yeah, kinds of <laughs> he's got many names <laughs> uh, they, they they just all like they they just all look at him and judge him for what he <laughs> yeah, is. i know they don't really they don't really get to know the real <laughs> man so
0: superficial um <laughs> and they're from originally from planet uh, prospero um uh, but now they mm-hmm. inhabit the planet of the sorcerers which is uh, sorty if I yep. pronounce that right, um,
2: yep. uh, they're software. a yeah,
0: they're <laughs> they are a predominantly, uh, psycho based uh, chapter. Mm. Or, sorry, Legion. Um, Legion. Get it right. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, which has obviously been a, a good and a bad thing throughout their <laughs> timeline. Um, yeah. They are primarily now rubric Marines, which ah. is, means their uh, armor full of dust, <laughs> unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, they and they're their main thing is they're aligned to the Chaos gone, Chaos God Zeench. So uh that's basically the Thousand Suns as a general background. So um yeah so we'll go over the reasons for, as in yes, they are traitors. And always have been. Uh so Cameron, yeah, what's yeah. your first reason?
1: Uh they deliberately and uh maliciously ignored an edict from the Emperor himself. Uh so to <laughs> Give backstory to that claim. Um, hmm. A few members of the Primarchs, particularly like Mortarian and Russ and Dawn and a few and Cor, Corvus. Yeah, Corvus? I think so. Corax. Corax. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, Sorry, Corax. I can't. I can't name. Sometimes um, <laughs> they were a bit concerned about the whole warpcraft issue, mm-hmm. uh, whereas others were a little more lenient on it, and. Yep. Sort of the rumours flying around about the Thousand Suns because they regularly employed a lot of psychers, <clears throat> And they often actually had some issues with mutations. Uh, at one point, I think one of them just straight up turned into a spawn in front of Lehman Russ. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: the uh, the flesh change.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, that was an issue they had along with the high number of Psykers. Uh, but this caused a lot of concern and eventually came to a head at something called the Council of Nikea. Where basically the Primarchs split off and each side argued for or against, hey, just like this segment, um whether or not Legion should be allowed to use Psykers. Yeah. And the conclusion, you know, the Emperor was there sort of the final arbiter of um, the decision, and it seems that, you know, Magnus gave a great speech and he refuted every one of his opponent's points and everything, and then the Emperor went, but... We need strict order, and we need everyone to feel safe. So, no psychic powers. Stop it! You're a very <laughs> bad boy. Bad. <laughs> um, and you know, all the other Primarchs were happy with that decision. And Magnus went home and went, "You know what? I do like magic, though. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm quite partial to it." <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, we'll just we'll just do uh, more missions by ourselves, and stop doing missions with the Space Wolves and other people <laughs> like that. Um, Yeah, as they blatantly ignored an order to stop using psychic powers for winning wars and various other things because it does cause instability, you know. Mm -hmm. They had a higher rate of mutation. Every now and again there were demons and the Emperor was all about no, no, demons don't exist. (laughs) You shouldn't believe in things like that because if everyone stops believing them, they will actually stop existing. That was his grand plan. Uh, yeah. That was his grand plan, yeah, and yeah, it was. Magnus just kind of spat in the face of it, and said, "You know, no magic is real." Look, oh, yeah, party uh, tricks, doing all kinds of all <laughs> kinds of party tricks with his big red hands. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry, I just got this image of him doing card tricks in front of the Emma. Yeah, uh, is, this, is your this your card? card? <laughs> yeah.
1: No, that's a that's a brimstone horror. sir. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> whoops, wrong hand. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, that's, that's yeah. yeah. That's a
0: fair point. <clears throat> um. Right. Okay. Some would call that treasonous. Yeah. True. Um. Right, my first reason. Yeah. yeah. Quite an obvious one, but ultimately they ended up joining Horus at the Battle of Terror, uh, the Siege yeah, of Terror. Yeah. Um, obviously. That was quite an
1: active, act of betrayal. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, so sort of. you'd think, wouldn't you? Um, so yeah, this is also post, uh, burning of Prospero. So obviously mm. the, the space wolves have decimated their planet. Yeah. Um, and obviously they could basically they did did a runner and then end yeah. up coming back to terror and joining and saying, well okay we're not wanted by the imperium so uh we'll join you guys because yeah. you don't like the imperium clearly yeah um yeah. We'll, we'll join you guys so um i mean from what i gather they didn't have a massive role in the battle of terror mm, um they no, were just really. they were just another you know i mean they're just one of many forces. Because um, obviously, to be fair, at this point, they're quite depleted. Because a lot, a lot yeah. of them have been killed, and a lot of them and don't know where they are. Because obviously they've been cut off from Prospero and things like that. So mm-hmm. there's only so many of them. So Magnus is... He's part of the force, but like I said, he, he's, he hasn't got many of them left, and I think they come into sort of direct contact with uh, the Imperial Fists that are defending Terra, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, but, yeah, I mean, to be fair, that's a pretty big one <laughs> to join yeah. in on that. Um, yeah, so what, what's your next uh, yes reason?
1: The oh, next yes reason is, um, I mean, they were actually corrupted and manipulated by Chaos. Yes. Um, like, before the whole actually actively joining in with Horus thing, it's, you know, revealed that the reason Magnus gets visions and things is because Zinch is trying to get him to turn. Mm -hmm. And, like, trying to actively make things worse. Like, it's possible that far fewer legions would have turned and, you know, put put in their lot with Horus if Magnus hadn't attempted to warn the Emperor and done this whole shenanigans of putting the Emperor on high alert and going, you've got to do this, you've got to start fighting Legion against Legion. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's always the thing with the 2nd and the 11th Legion, and no one knows what happened to them, and it's implied the other Legions were forced to erase them, effectively. But, like, apart from that, like, the burning on Prospero is really one of the first instances of the of an order... Technically, the emperor's order was just go pick Magnus up, so we can talk to him. But yeah. Uh, through some through some Chinese whispers uh, involving, for some reason, Horus being the middleman in that message, uh, it yes. turned into go to Prospero, burn it to the ground, kick Magnus in the shin really hard, and then bring him back. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. That's true. That's I mean, that is a yeah. key bit. Yeah, that's fair yeah. enough. Um, yeah, I mean, that was sort of going to be my next yes reason is that mm, some mm. of them start converting to zinch anyway um yeah because I, 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 yeah. one thing i mean this is a sort of side note but one thing i've always been how he- psycho heavy they are as a legion mm. that do you think they would have had more knowledge of what's going on with the side from chaos i mean before they completely converted to chaos because surely magnus and Araman and well even their normal sorcerers and legions would you know because the you're tapping into the parts of the warp which obviously is very chaos heavy to me i can't believe they wouldn't be naive when it comes to chaos like you know a lot of the other oh, yeah legions yeah. wouldn't have any much knowledge of the demon side of things and obviously until mm. the heresy actually happened so i just think to myself were they not getting signs or were or was chaos hiding itself i don't know apart from yeah, obviously
1: the i would, uh, I would say they definitely had they definitely had a better knowledge of how warcraft and psycho powers Work. They know that they know that the warp exists, which puts them immediately a step above like half the other legions. Uh Yes, true. You know, uh, they know that you can tap into it, that you can draw it out into a physical or mental or spiritual effect in the real world, and they definitely know that sometimes that doesn't go well and something goes wrong on the other side, and that is probably something interfering, which. That might have been the extent of their knowledge, that they know the warp exists, and they know that occasionally something in there messes around with them when they try and use it. Or they knew complete like, yes, demons are real, they live in the warp, they have, you know, these different types and these different names, and honestly, they probably know a fair bit about demons before they turn, just because they seem the types of, you know, knowledge is power... Yeah. And we're active psychers, like, you know, like 50% of the Legion has some psychic potential. Everyone's going to be researching and studying it. Yeah. yeah. I, would, I would definitely I, believe they knew a little bit at least.
0: Yeah, which which I suppose leans towards if you knew it was happening, or it could happen, you're more mm. susceptible to it. Because obviously that's how Zinch has managed to get them on side. Because like I said, they've been, been manipulated from yeah. very yeah. early on, you know, through Magnus, and obviously through Magnus then to... The rest of the legion so i i have a feeling it's almost like they were always destined <laughs> to sort of mm. be that way or they could have just actively rejected it ultimately yeah. you yeah. know they, they could have you know like i said knowledge is power and it depends what you do with that knowledge so the knowledge is oh chaos i i like mm. the i like the look of these boys i want to be on their team <laughs> or you look at it like no. No, no 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 i'm no, not no. being part of their team so yeah um do you have any more yes reasons
1: uh not really. I
0: suppose they have so. the obvious ones, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. I mean <clears throat> do you have any uh no reasons?
1: Uh yeah. Uh my first no reason is it's hypocritical to call them traitors for the first yes reason I put forward. Because guess yes. who also immediately ignored the Council of Nikea? Lehman Russ. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Psychic powers. Big player in no, this. no, yeah. no psychic powers here. He's just a wolf priest doing priest things. <laughs> and the everyone was like <laughs> Religion is banned. It's like, yes, but it's not religious. He's just a wolf priest. It was the closest name we could get. So he's a psycho No, he's not a psycho at, no. Wolver- at all. Nothing about the Warp here at all. It's just like going around in circles. I'm like, first off, it it it's more hypocritical because the Space Wolves, and Lehman Russ in particular, you know, despised the Thousand Sons before the heresy for their use of guile and cunning and warp powers in the midst of all that. And then mm. to go and burn Prospero to the ground, because we're clearly <laughs> yeah. better than them. We never do anything like that as the guy next to you holds a staff, waves it in the air, and shoots a bolt of green lightning at someone. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's just an unfair judgment. If the Thousand Suns are traitors, the Space Wolves are traitors.
0: <laughs> oh, controversial. Uh, um, that's actually sort of similar to my first reason. I've mm. I put it as they're, they're forced into it. Because yeah. ultimately, they were manipulating, putting aside the actual manipulation from Zeench, the whole mm. burning of Prospero, where obviously Horus has told the space wolves to take them out, which is obviously not what was intended. Yeah. Um, you know, ultimately, if that hadn't happened, if it had just been the original plan, like I said, if mm. Russ, um, cause I think it was Russ, I think it was the custodies and the sisters of silence, yeah. I think they were all yeah. sent out to go and get Magnus. If he just come back and had a slap on the wrist from his mm. dad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, there's a chance they wouldn't, you know, they may have still been turned, but there's a, a good chance they may. Yeah. But you know, but that is that is massive. They've sort of, they've been in, they've been played <laughs> basically. Yeah. They've yeah, sort of, exactly. you know, ultimately, you know, Horus took advantage of the Space Wolves, who obviously didn't like um, the Thousand Suns, So yeah. it's yeah. you know he's just manipulated them. They've. They feel now that the the rest of the Imperium has turned their back on them, so it's like, well, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna join these guys. These the you know these are cool. Mm. So <laughs> Horace has always so, had my
1: back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, um,
0: and it's I mean it's clever because obviously yeah. you think part of you <laughs> thinks, well, actually, how was Lehman Russ easily get you know so, like yeah. conv- convinced what, what you want me you want me to take them out? Yeah, That's, you sure? Whereas I no. suppose Lehman Russ was like, yeah, give me any chance to. Russ <laughs> to loves
1: a, He loves a good fight. <clears throat> He was, exactly, he was so, chuckling it up when he was fighting the lion. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. That's that,
0: and that that uh, rivalry is even worse. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah. So I think that's the main reason where mm. yes, they have become traitors, but they weren't intended to. They've just been purely because I know where some of them, mm. like some of the other chapters, you could always see yes categorically oh, yeah. these were i mean look at the world eaters oh yeah they there's, no, no, there's no way they were ever <laughs> not going to be a chaos legion well so...
1: no they were fine until they found angron and well yes yeah, sorry the, yes the emperor meant... did poorly by angron i'll give him that he literally just said i don't care about all your friends leave them let them die come with me <laughs>
0: i don't care about your friends and yeah. then also yeah. to
1: watch angron inflict the same things onto his own legion that was inflicted on him and not do anything like the emperor said hey i can't take this stuff out of your head yeah but he didn't say maybe don't put that in your own sons <laughs> as well <laughs> yeah he's like yeah. well he
0: didn't tell me not to, not to do it yeah like so...
1: like with, without the influence of the primarchs a lot of the legions may have stayed loyal but the world leaders were yeah. always a, a side case the death guard were always a side case you know? yeah that's
0: true yeah anyway. that's a fair point. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Do you have any more no reasons?
1: Um, yeah, it basically falls into that same. Is like, it is a tragic, circumstantial traitor thing. Like, hmm. to the point is like, Magnus did not try to fight back against Lehman Russ initially. He literally put the entire planet dark so they wouldn't see the fleets approaching. The only defense the yep. he didn't lower was the void shield over the main capital city because that would have told everyone, hey, Something's something weird's happening. Let's go Magnus down. has turned <laughs> yeah. off the actual all the planetary defenses. And yeah. <laughs> like for the longest time during the burning of Prospero, Magnus did nothing. He sat there and waited for no, us No, he to just sat he him. just Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um and um, you know, you can you can see it could have been different. You know, a member of the Thousand Suns went on to found the Grey Knights. The Grey Knights are an entire chapter of psychers, pure psychers. And yep. they are perfectly loyal. They work for the Imperium and for the Emperor. And like they are living proof that of what the Thousand Sons could have been, if Income, not yeah yeah that's for a fair point. Horus and Russ's, <coughs> oh. you know, genocidal bloodlusts and things like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, like yeah, the, the, the the sum of it is they're traitors now. If things had been even slightly different, they probably wouldn't have been because they didn't want to be. <laughs>
0: yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, I, I I totally agree. Yeah, I think. I mean, funny. You're obviously saying about obviously not wanting to fight. Uh, mm. Russ. It's also like in recent times, even post heresy. Now, here, yeah. you know, As a as a, a demon prince, um, he he didn't want to. He he had a chance to kill Rebute recently. Mm. You know, yeah. in the current law, um, but all he decided to do was get him lost. Yeah. <laughs> in The war. Yeah. You know, is you know, so again, it shows that still, there's still part of him because you think, well, why, why didn't he try? And, why didn't he literally try not to kill Rabute? Yeah. Could, you know, he yeah. could have tried to take him on, but he's obviously thought, no, I'll just disrupt him. Yeah, you know, so yeah. he, you know, so there's still part of him that's still not fully
2: evil.
1: Yeah, if well, you want to call it that way, Magnus is not evil even now. He's neutral at worst, I would no. say. like yeah, that there's, there's like compare him to the other big demon Primarch right now, Mortarion, You know. Yes. Mortarion is a super active player in events right now. He is going out yes. there, he is conquering entire systems, he is raising worlds to the ground. Magnus is not as proactive, he's not doing as much, he's not intentionally seeking to harm Robute either, because he doesn't actually have that much of a quarrel with him. No, Whereas no. In Mortarion's side of things, Mortarion was just, in general, really hard done by. He was... Yes, he was was the workhorse of the Great Crusade. His legion was the one that lost, you know, thousands of casualties every time they took a planet, but they always took the planet in a reasonable amount Mm -hmm. of time. You know, Mm -hmm. Horus, once Magnus, uh, once Mortarion turned traitor, used him effectively for everything. And from Mortarion's point of view, it's, you know, I'm being made to do all the work. Why is this? And from Horus' point of view is Mortarion's the only reliable and sane person on my side. Um. And, you know, but, 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 because of, like, this constant overuse, Matarin is much more twisted and bitter, and he is against the Imperium as a whole, whereas Magnus is, through tragic circumstances, finds yeah. himself against the Imperium. Like, he didn't even want Demonhood. He rescued- No, no. His, He rescued the remnants of the Thousand Suns by teleporting themselves somewhere, ended up in the warp, and Zinch went, you know what? I did prepare this lovely planet for some followers. How yeah. about you have it? <laughs> By the way, you're a demon now, and Magnus is just what? <laughs> well,
0: because he got shattered into five parts. Yeah. Me. So, uh, and then mm-hmm. like I said he just got ended up being a yeah, getting demonhood. And yeah, he's, like I said, it's a shame. He's it's one of those where he's quite a um, tragic character as mm-hmm. a whole because ultimately he just wanted he. He was a psycho which he couldn't help. That's yeah. just how he was made. Yeah. He was literally he to... that. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> he all he cared about is knowledge really. Hmm. You know, he said the pursuit of knowledge and learning. And he sort of just almost caught in between the two sides, isn't he? Hmm. Really. That's why I said that he is new, sort of neutral yeah. where he just wanted to learn and and just do alright. Yeah, um okay. but ultimately he's been he's been taken advantage of. Um you know, but I suppose That's what makes it interesting. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, this
1: is where 40K falls into everything is just different shades of grey, because you don't have stark black and white. Like, like you look at the setting at first, and you're like, yeah, black and white. One faction is called Chaos. One faction is the Imperium of Man, and has lots of living, unmutated human soldiers. And then you read (laughs) and it's like, the Imperium is a fascist dictatorship led by a literal corpse. And chaos gives you the power and freedom to live your life as you see fit. As long as well, after you die, mm. you know, you let your soul be yeah. eaten by corn or whatever. But, you know, it's fine. But...
0: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Well, I suppose, it, you know, it's when we've spoke about last uh, last episode when we were talking about uh, the Daughters of Cain being in order. It's mm, like, it's yeah. very, you know, you, you think order, yeah, good guys, chaos, bad guys, and it really isn't as as uh, clean cut as that. Yeah, so, yeah. And this is no, this is no different to oh, that. Oh,
1: yeah, absolutely. Like, I could see, like, if in the future there's another big mix-up and there is a weird alliance formed, like, there's already plenty of weird alliances being formed, you know, the... <laughs> Eldar (laughs) and the Imperium seem to be on at least speaking terms these days, but they are. Yeah, I can see if like there's a necessity for a neutral, quote unquote, faction to be formed. I can see the Thousand Sons with Magnus at the head joining that. You know. Yeah, I could believe that. Yeah, he is. He is stuck with Zinch, but he knows that, and so he can use that to his advantage and guard against it at the same time. And he's not. He's not like a hate-filled monster. These a hate-filled monster on the battlefield, on the tabletop, for sure. Terrifying. Um, <laughs> but, as a character, he just wants, you know, to restore his legion. He wants all yeah. his sons to not be dust in armor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, he's just
0: being a protective father, in a, in a, yeah. In a way, yeah. yeah.
1: Like, uh, yeah. Magnus' greatest sin is that he loved his sons more than he loved his father. There we go.
0: Yeah. There you go. Yeah. No, I, th- I think, unless you've got any more reasons, I think that sort of summarises it, really. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think, you know, I think if we're answering the question, were they actually traitors, then yes, yeah. they are traitors. There's no way you can get around that. But I think with the caveat, to me, they were never meant to be. No. And no. I think, like I said, if if the way the law goes, there's no... Re- you know, I, they could, like I said, they could become neutral yeah. eventually, where they Hopefully. so they just... <laughs> Yeah. And and I I would actually like that because I think the, I think the Thousand Sons and Magnus are a really interesting mm. uh legion. You know, I think the whole and they look good as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um but I, you know, I I think, you know, pro- probably realistically they'll stay as they are, but yeah. I think that um yeah, they're they're a good example of a tragic uh legion that, you know, went down a path it really wasn't meant to go down. Mm. Um but like you said, that's what makes it interesting. Yeah. Um Cool. So that was our discussion topic um, to finish off the show, and um, yeah, I think we'll just do the the last yep. minute bit of admin, and then we'll uh, wrap this show mm-hmm. up. All right. So, so yeah. So thanks very much for listening to this show. It's been uh, another great pleasure to do this. Yeah. Um, it's always fun always. And, and interesting. As always, what we're talking about. We're really enjoying doing this. Yeah. Um, ho- hopefully, it's coming across. That when that yeah. way when you're listening to this show because we like I said we both really enjoy yeah. it and yeah. and just want to keep keep you know plodding you, you away at work. this uh, <laughs> absolutely still plenty to talk about oh, um yeah. and <laughs> especially with what the, the rate that Games Workshop yeah, throwing well, that, stuff out into like out faster
1: than we can talk about
0: <laughs> I know that's the scary thing and you know, at one point you never think that would be something you'd ever say <laughs> about yeah that. Right, but God. um yeah here we are here we are so, so um yeah so like i said we'll just do the admin bit so um so before we do that uh just a quick shout out to uh silver shaman studio um it's uh adrian a guy that we've uh chatted to on twitter and um on our new discord server which i'm going to talk about in a second um so we said we're just doing a quick shout out this isn't sponsored or anything like this it's just more just Mm to say a friendly uh check him out um he's more of a painter rather than a player mm-hmm. um he started doing his own commission work and some of the things he's shown us look fantastic oh, yeah. uh he's uk based um i think at the moment he's still getting a website up and running um so i think at the moment but you can find him on twitter at uh silver shaman studio yep. and he's also on ebay as well because he sells you know his his commission or the work he's done. Um, I think the same name Silver Shaman Studio. Yeah. So um, yeah, like I said, if you're interested, check in the UK mm. especially. Um, mm. Check him out. And like I said, if he gets a website up and running, we'll definitely yeah. spread it. And so he, um, um, he
1: does say he can post worldwide, of course.
0: <laughs> there you go. So there we go. sadly. So no. Good work. Um, and yeah, like off the back of that, like I said, we have uh, created our own Discord server, mm-hmm. uh, purely just for Chatting. We've got a couple of uh, channels in it. We've got a general one for people to talk in. Uh, we've got one for forty K, one for Age of Sigma, and one for general hobby stuff. Show off what you've been painting, or just talk about stuff. I've uh, got a couple of people in already. Um, but uh, what I'll do is I'll put the link in the in the show notes, so you can if you would like to join mm. and join in with any chats uh, feel free to do so um, you can find the show on twitter at uh, realm and ruin uh, you can find it on facebook www.facebook.com slash realm and ruin and or you can also find uh, our website at uh, www.realmandruin.com. Mm. Um like i said if you uh, have anything you'd like to fe- give feedback on or especially if there's anything you'd like us to cover when it comes to the sort of law topics or the debate topics at the the sort of second half of the show um you know any of those channels are a perfect way to uh, let us know and i said the probably easiest ways like i said if you go to our contact page on realmandruin.com mm-hmm. and you know so you don't if you don't have to worry about facebook or twitter you can just send us a direct email and it'll say look here you go here's an idea so it'll be most welcome um and uh, where can people find you on the internet
2: camera uh
1: you can as always find me on twitter at knight underscore twitten uh that's knight without a k um, I'm <laughs> posting videos and pictures of a very lovable cat who I'm taking care of for the Easter weekend. Um, so no. exclusive to this weekend, come, come get your cat content. Um, <laughs> I, just what the internet needs. Yeah, more cat content. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, I also generally post, you know, uh, photos of stuff I'm working on for the hobby. So if you want to see any more, any yeah. of my work in progress stuff, uh, stop on by there.
0: Check it out. Um, you can for- also find me on it on Twitter at Ninja Badger seven, the number seven. Uh, similar thing. I'm at the moment, I'm just taking pictures of books and paints I bought as opposed to miniature. So uh, hopefully I'll get my painting game on very shortly once the weather gets better. Um, But yeah, like I said, if you want to follow us or talk to us on that, you're more than welcome to do so. Uh, One last thing. um, If you're able to, iTunes reviews are very, very welcome. It just gets more visibility of the show, even if it's a, you know, just a quick, yes, here's a thumbs up, you know, just a five star. If you feel we're worthy of it, obviously. (laughs) Um, uh, But even if you don't fancy doing that, anything that you know you want to share or share of the show so if you want to retweet us you know share our website you know anything that Mm. just sort of feel that anyone you know would like to listen to the show you know we would really appreciate it if anyone would be willing to share it you know it's again if you feel you want to share it with your friends (laughs) and family um so uh yeah that'll be the end of this show this has been uh, realm and ruin episode three yeah. uh thank you very much for listening and we'll catch you on the next show yeah goodbye
1: goodbye